Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He is, in fact, next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. We're almost on time today. Almost. That counts. Also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Hello, hello. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. Sometimes I just revel. I revel. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Shout out to Jay. He's not with us right now because he is working at the Electronic Entertainment Expo E3 going on right now here in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, but he might join us a little bit later. We shall see. So until then, no silent assassin. But he'll be with us in spirit. Either way, we've got a great show for you today. Because uh, speaking of E3, we're going to talk... A little bit about the new info, the new things that we have seen as it relates to the new Spider-Man video game. We're also going to talk a little bit about Cloak and Dagger, the new Marvel TV series. And we'll be reviewing Batman 45, 46, 47, The Gift. So we'll be talking about... All that on today's show, and of course, whatever else you all want to talk about, I'll tell you how it is. You can now a fantastic forum in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. 
LA is in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comic. You can give them a call at 310-538-3198. Indeed you can. Uh, also, we want to make sure. Oh, no, actually, I guess all we want to do is just tell you how, how to get down with Fantastic Forum, huh? That's what we want to do now. And uh, there are a few different ways to do it. You got Skype. It's right here. All you got to do is download it. Add us to your contacts, hit the green button, and you will be the fourth, the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. So that's happening. Uh, and you can also go ahead and uh, jump into Discord. We got chats going on in there. Uh, I think we're messing with the general chat, maybe. Yeah, we are. So... Um, yeah, we'll take your comments directly out of a chat, bring them into the show, such as Tiger Claw, who says, "What's up, Mayor Young? Excited about the new Super Smash Brothers for the uh, on the Switch? Everybody's in it." Yes, I am, Tiger Claw. Yes, I am. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard. I know it's not comic book related, Is but it really, everybody. It's literally every character that's ever been in Smash Brothers in this version. So it's everyone that's ever been in Smash Brothers plus a, a couple more. The the big thing for me is, uh, well, the the fans, the fans of Smash, have wanted a, for a long time. They wanted Ridley in the game. I don't know if you remember Ridley from Metroid, but that was a uh, Ridley was on one of the stages, and I think since Ridley appeared on the stage, the Met, one of the Metroid stages in Smash, they're like. We should have Ridley as a character. It's been happy. They've wanted it for a while. They got it this time around, which is cool. It, it seems like a cool character. I'm interested to see uh, or to actually play Ridley for myself. But for me, the big the big addition that I'm excited about the Inklings are in Smash Brothers, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I don't even know who that is. They're from Splatoon. Yeah, the Inklings from Splatoon. In yeah, Smash. look, it sounds amazing. No, dude, it it kind of is. I mean, I don't give a shit about Smash Brothers. Like, how could you not? It's so awesome. I mean, it's a, I, it's a game you play with friends, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't have friends to play. That's true. Look, like, I, I've never like the whole time those games came out, I had like two friends. You can't have a fun Smash game like that. Smash Brothers game like that. Sure, sure you can. Nah. And Plus, like, they didn't even like Nintendo like that. Dude, why why weren't you playing with me? Like I I've had every Smash Brothers. You never invited me. You we can uh, so I gotta invite you to play Smash Brothers. Same with Mario Party. Like doesn't he need your friend code? Of, all these shit coming out of E three is all like, oh oh, all the ghoul shit is fucking Nintendo. Fucking Resident Evil two gets a remake. Why remake a perfect game? <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like remaking Resident Evil 2. Yeah. The fuck is that shit? Yeah, that's interesting. They couldn't get the new ones. Like, people don't like the new ones because it's not like Resident Evil 2 or 4. You know, another perfect game. Yeah, Resident Evil 4. It's like, what, they're going to make Resident Evil 2 like Resident Evil 6? I don't don't know. And if they make it like 4, that's a step back. I mean, I think people like They four. should start with remaking five and six, like four. 
the We're Sorry edition of Resident yeah. 6. They got a bunch of fucking scumbags that are mad that uh, Gears of War you get to play as a woman. Yeah. That's fucking retarded. So that aggravated me out of E3. <laughs> Wait, where is that? She did... Couldn't you play as a woman in one of the no, uh, no, but right, ancillary the story ones? is a woman's story, like the main the main, main thrust character of the story. Yeah. Is she related to Marcus Phoenix? We don't. No. Know. I don't think so. Well, does she, why would she have to be related to Marcus Phoenix? I didn't say she had to be. I'm just asking if she is. Oh no, I don't think so. But I don't know, honestly. Like just, I, I just because all. All the games tended to revolve around Marcus Phoenix and his family. You know, the uh, last one was was his not kid. Not Judgment. Nobody played Judgment. I played That's Judgment. Older. Yeah, but you have no friends. That's true. Dang, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was low-hanging fruit. We did go over that already. Oh, man. I tell you. Look, I, I'm in the same boat as Mo. I got nervous when... Uh, when uh, Fallout 76 suddenly had multiplayer and I had to yeah. have friends. I'm like, what the fuck? But then he said, well, you could play it by yourself, too. And, and you know, everything like, was okay again. It's like, even like, I wanted to play uh, the Friday the 13th game. But that's only multiplayer. But like, what you, fuck? You, you could have played that with Tedekin. He's not my friend. Oh. Like, we were co-workers in a sense. <laughs> But we, we don't chill like that. Like I'm sure I will defend him like, from a Korean. You wouldn't what? I would defend him from a Korean. Defend him from oh, because he got attacked that one time. Yeah. I was like, why would Tedekin need protection from a Korean? But like, yeah, now was, he's weird. We're all look, even the president went to North Korea because he's like, he's <laughs> protection from a Korean. He heard about Tedekin. <laughs> yeah. This man has a perfect body. He cannot be attacked. <laughs> he cannot damage that perfect body. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, man. Uh, Another thing that aggravated me is, you know, we always have trouble getting in. Yes. Uh, for whatever reason. You know, not only is it like one of the older institutions in video game news, content and entertainment, allgames.com, that is. And we're a little bit of part of that too, but yeah, they they there's always trouble with us getting in, you know. And uh, I go on Instagram today, and look, this is I don't want to throw shade on this dude, but the guitarist from Carnifex, great fucking band, dude loves comics and video games. He gets to go to E3 and is like live streaming gameplay, his gameplay from Spider Man. Yeah. Four people were watching it. Really? That's yeah, it? That's it. Wow. I he gets like... to go in. We don't. <laughs> we definitely would have more than four people. I know that. I, look, yeah. Even if we split us up, like, let's not, like, each, like, each one does a live feed between the four of us. Right. That's, well, you know, that's, the, well, the, that's the three of you, people. really. I'll, oh, yeah, but I'll, in, be in the, theory, I'll be in the studio streaming, though. I'll handle that part. Yeah, it, it, in theory, you know, in, in an ideal world, you'll be there with us, too. Right. But that's so I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And it's fine. Look, he gets to go. He gets to have fun. Good for him. 
But uh, yeah, it's some bullshit. So all E three managed to aggravate me without me even getting to go. Well, let me ask you this, Moses. You got to see obviously a little bit of gameplay from this new Spider Man game. Did that aggravate you, or did that? Uh, I mean, mechanical rhino. Okay. I don't like mechanical rhino. I don't like looking at it. I don't like the way it sounds when it moves. Do you want him to actually be a man rhino or a dude in a suit like the comics? A dude in a suit like the comics. What's wrong with that? Now, keep. there's nothing wrong with it, but keeping in mind that I'm pretty sure that the armor that those characters are wearing is a story, a plot point. Oh, great. I mean, it was I mean, the same thing in the movie. That didn't make it better. Right. No, wait, was that really the case in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, he the was guy a, wearing armor. He was a he was a little fat dude, and he was steal he was using he was stealing technology to steal but bigger in stuff. In the movie, I'm not even that mad at the movie because the movie is, um, you know that's what it was in Ultimate, and, and you know you know how well that went. They had to destroy the whole universe. Um, <laughs> so it's Ultimate Rhino. Look, that's what they chose to do. Like the casting for Ultimate Rhino, the guy in the suit is perfect. It, it, it works. Like ideally for me, that would have been the 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 scorpion without before you know Matt Gargan would have been tight like that and then becoming the scorpion, but they chose to do something different in the movies too. And you know, but really, like you're making a Spider-Man game and the movie that ruined your franchise, you choose to take from that and put something similar in your game. No, but see, that's the thing where I don't think that that's what's happening. Like, I think you don't think that's fine, but you don't know either. Well, yeah, because I haven't played it yet. Exactly. So ask me that question when we both play the game. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is right now, all I see is a mechanical ass rhino that rams in the shit with glass visors. How the fuck you going to ram in the shit with glass visors? Based on all the things I've seen. And like the the story bits you can pick up from that information, like you know, they're like all those guys have mechanical upgrades because of the plot, as yeah, opposed look. to you know choosing to make the rhino a mechanical suit like they did in the Ultimate Universe. Like we potentially you might see a version of Rhino that's more like the comic book. Potentially. Yeah, I don't but... work on potential, Larry. Oh, okay. I so, hear you. But, but look, you feel free to ask me this question again once we play the game. Yeah. I mean, if you really want a true, honest answer. Right yeah. now, I can just suppose from what I saw, those three minute three... Well, how many seconds was it into the video that we saw Mechanical Rhino? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like 30 yeah, so right now I can only speak on those 30 seconds. Oh, did you turn it off after that? Oh, I threw my phone the fuck out of the shop. <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck this. Mechanical ass rhino. So have you not seen any of like the open world gameplay stuff or any of that? No, nah, I didn't see none of that. Oh, dude. Yeah, nah, man. I, I, look, until they make a non-mechanical suit rhino DLC, <laughs> or at least they announce that, I'm not watching that gameplay footage. You know, I I was starting to calm down in my my new advanced age. You know, I'm 35 now. I can't be getting mad at this shit like that. But uh, it's hard, man. 
Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, you know, I don't know. I guess. Like, I'm over here trying to embrace the Bumblebee movie, and then they pull this shit with the fucking mechanical rhino. It's like, dude, <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. Wait, what does... Look, I, never, what does... I never got over the white spider symbol. Yeah, look, that's a story element, too, but they said that from the beginning, so I, I gave that a pass. Well, wait, why do you give this story element a pass, but not the other story element? Because they said that it's a story element, and right here, Larry thinks it's a story element. Oh, I thought Larry knew for sure. No, no, that's the whole point. That's why I said. You yeah. feel free to ask me this question again once I played the game. I can't say for sure because the developers haven't said that, but based on, like, when I watched the demo, like, literally, I think Electro says... You know, do you like the upgrades that we've been given or whatever? And I don't think he says who gave them the upgrades, but I mean, I know who did it. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, it, 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 it's probably going to be a, a tinkerer, right? Well, yeah, but through Mr. Negative. Now, see, you know what? Maybe. And that could be true. I don't know. Because in this news, like in this in the first stuff we saw, they kind of almost made it seem like Mr. Negative was running the show. Yeah. But, but now in what we saw recently come E3, it's kind of like Mr. Negative might be kind of like the field commander. And then they might be working for somebody else higher. Uh, and and I guess I, I'm thinking they're going to do like a Sinister Six thing. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And so... At least that's what I noticed as the phone was flying across the room. <laughs> what, you know, what we saw with... Rhino and Scorpion and Vulture, Electro and Mr. Negative is basically like five members of potentially what might be the Sinister Six. We think you know, I'm thinking that you have Tinkerer as a as a like a support person, and then you have another person that's gonna be like the big bad that's like the sixth member of the Sinister Six, which I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I'm kind of like if it's not Doctor Octopus, yeah, there's no wrong, right? Especially, there's a good foundation for uh, a Sinister Six, like to make it like really threatening, you know? Right. Um, you know, Dan Slot's run, you know, may he rest in peace. Um, <laughs> Wait. Well, you know, he finished his run. Now he gets to rest a little bit. Look, Dan, Dan Slot is gonna be writing. He's already writing more comics. Yeah, but you know, he still needs to rest. Okay. And, you know, who doesn't like peace and quiet? <laughs> so make him rest in peace and quiet. Um, but, yeah, that, that you know, before the ends of the earth and when he brought together that Sinister Six like that, it was like a global threat. Yeah. You know, so they, they could borrow that from the comics instead of that glass visor ass rhino. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad at you. What I will say is this. I really liked that electro design. And it's a weird design. It's it really, is a weird design. It's, it's different, but you know what got me where it what really sold me on it that I was just like, dude, like I like it too much. He's wearing like a, a jacket, right? And then the jacket has like metal, like a uh, metal, I guess I don't know if it's like helping to control his electricity or help to conduct it. I don't make it stronger. He has metal, like two metal things on the front of the jacket, like almost right. like a, a metal lapel almost, right? Right. The, the metal lapels are jagged, 
So when he wears the, the yellow shirt under it, it looks like the lightning bolt, but it's not actually a lightning bolt. That's pretty cool to me. Like, I, that's what I like about the redesign. Because it's almost like it's, it's definitely a comic book kind of aesthetic. Like, it's a design that you make if you're like a redesign that you potentially make if you're doing a, a comic book redesign and it works um, on the page because, you know, you're drawing, right? That lightning bolt can hit every time because you are making sure the artist will make sure that that lightning bolt hits every time, right? But they did it and it's in 3D and it does what it's supposed to, what it would do in the comic too. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I can't, it's hard for me to like, you know, obviously it's it, it's like one of those things where you couldn't do that in live action because it wouldn't look right. But it, you can do it in 3D animation if you know what you're doing. And it's probably not easy to do. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, I got to give them props for that. Even though I like class, like Electro's classic look, I'm a huge fan of. Even though it's kind of ridiculous, I'm still a big fan of it. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's it yeah I like that, and that almost kind of like when I saw that for the first time I was like dude like that's actually pretty pretty cool, it's pretty great like one thing I did see in that live video that only me and three other people saw. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be mean to this dude. This dude's, he's a great guitarist, man. He's, he's um, what is that song? The solo for Life Fades to a Funeral is the fucking shit. It's probably one of the... He's like a modern guitar hero, this dude, and doesn't get enough props. That's awesome. So I don't want to I don't want to talk shit about him. <laughs> it's more me talking shit about E3. But what right. I did see was that Electro does this thing where he has a, a field of electricity around him, like a bubble. Uh-huh. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because it's like, at first I was like, man, that's kind of dumb because, you know, electricity is kind of free-flowing, but he could, could kind of control it. But it's still like, it, but it's a good way to make him a video game boss. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it, that's that's one of the things that I don't like about superhero video games is the, the transition to something that's beatable with a learning curve, you know? Because mm -hmm. technically, these things shouldn't be beatable. Like, there's no learning curve when you're facing, you know... Galactus, or you know, or a villain, you know, yeah, it's death. That's why I like the the whatchamacallit, the Telltale series for Batman because every time you fuck up, you just die. There's no like lower health bar, like, boom, right, dead, you know, you, uh, you miss a button, dead, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know, man. I, I like, I will say this. Having seen all the stuff that you know, that I've seen for Spider-Man, this new Spider-Man video game, I'm really impressed. Like, it it very well may be the best Spider-Man game ever made. No, I'm willing to say go out on the limb and say that. I'll say that without even like playing it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I, it's that's what I'm doing. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm just like now you're stealing my act, man. <laughs> Cause, Cause, I'm just like, like, just even like the small thing of like deciding, like, okay, the webs are always gonna attach to something real, like no webs hanging in space. They always hit. 
when you when you shoot a web, it hits an actual building. Yeah, like that's that that's commitment, you know. Yeah. And these animations, like that, you see Spider Man doing. Oh my God! Like, well, I didn't see that. So oh, dude. Like, you know what I didn't like? And this goes back to the the footage we saw earlier last year. Was the the like AI like like Cortana thing? Did the AI Cortana thing? Yeah, I mean it's not AI. It's 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 the police chief, right? Talking to him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it is yeah. It's a uh, she. He has like a it's Captain Singh. Yeah, a partner ish type relationship, I guess. Yeah, I don't like that, but but it's a video game thing, and that goes back to what I said about transitioning superheroes to video games like you gotta add these things that are staples in video games instead of trying to innovate i mean i i hear what you're saying like i can i can respect that you're saying like don't do it the way it's always been done uh like you know find a way to make the the game fit into the comic book aesthetic or the comic book universe not make the comic book well it just that that doesn't feel like it's the same problem i had with homecoming spider-man with a heads-up display or or cortana or ai in the suit is not doesn't feel like spider-man to me you know what i mean i i hear you he has a spider sense for all of that well yeah but i mean i guess in the modern age of Spider-Man, like Spider-Man has a lot of suits that do a lot of different things. Right. In that movie, he wasn't wearing that suit. Like he was wearing something that looked like his regular suit, and then they just did a voiceover in post-production. But I guess what's the difference? Like, because what we're talking about is what the suit looks like on the outside at that point, right? Well, the, the difference is I'm thinking I'm getting something, and I'm getting something else. Mm. The old bait and switch. <laughs> now I get it. Like you know, nowadays you want to market to kids, you gotta have an app or an AI or something. So I get like that's that, but you know, but it's, you maybe think, it's not for me. Yeah. You think that that's why Spider-Man has technology in his suit? Because oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Huh, yeah, because it's like I mean, look, I have Siri in my watch. I love it. But it, it, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna stop and talk to Siri while I'm fighting villains. But look, I take I, off I, Siri when customers are confessing things to me. If if you're Spider-Man and you're gonna fight villains like supervillains, you have a dangerous job. If you feel like if that technology is available and you feel like it can help you, why wouldn't you put it in your suit? It's one thing if Peter programmed it coded it, beta tested it, alpha tested it, put it out, launched it. Right. This is fucking training wheels program, you know? But at least the movie was. I don't know what this game is. I don't look they this might as well this might be what well it's not webware because it's Captain Singh. So it, it you know 
in the comics he had webware. Right. You know, so it's like that's that's tight. He did it. Yeah. I like that. But you know, I I don't maybe maybe I hold Spider-Man in too high regard. Why would you say that? Because it's like I would let anybody else do this shit but not Spider-Man. Mm. You know, like it's like, oh, if he has AI, he might. He, I want him to code it, like, because he's a genius. Yeah, no, I mean that. That's yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's like somebody else doing it for him is like, you know what? You're diminishing his genius. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I guess my thought more so is, in the right scenarios, it makes perfect sense. Like, right, of course, that's how Webware was. Right, and you're right, and but I don't feel like it doesn't, like it doesn't make less sense. In Homecoming, it's like he's a child. Yeah, he's smart, he, and he's he was, already, he, he was a child for forty-five years in the comics. He didn't have not one ounce of AI. Yeah, but AI didn't exist for the majority of those forty-five years. That's not true. That is true. Philip it, K. Dick had it in his books. Yeah, but like they could have borrowed off of that and done it. He was telling stories in the far future. They could have still used it. It's like, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that somebody in the 70s couldn't imagine AI existed, but I don't think that you're going to have teenage Peter Parker necessarily create an AI in his aunt's friggin' apartment in Brooklyn. It's like, where's he getting that? Did you ever watch his amazing friends? The cartoon? Yeah, man, they had they hit all kind of computers in the walls. The, I mean, the Vision is AI. How long has he been around? Since the seventies. Star Trek's computer is AI. Yeah. Next Nobody Gen started in the eighties. Who made the Vision? Hank Pym. No. Ultron made Vision. Who made Ultron? <laughs> Who was also AI? Right. Hank Pym. Okay. So you Peter Parker is not nearly as smart as Hank Pym? It's not about smart. It's about resources. Hank Pym's an adult with a lab. and He's much. a pri- privileged white male. Peter Parker's a privileged white male. He's just poor. <laughs> that's the difference. That's, that's all I'm saying is resources. Well, according to Ice-T, that makes him like one of us. Oh, well. I don't know about that. <laughs> Look. But all, all I'm saying is, you know, it's like it's not that Spider-Man, Spider-Man's not smart enough. He just didn't have the resources when he decided. You know what, man? Maybe I. Well, I guess technically he didn't decide, right? It's like, but the fact is, it's like when he was shown his potential, he's like, you know what? You're right. I can do this. You know, even in the movie, it's not Peter Parker that unlocks the that hacks into it and unlocks it. It's it's the Asian dude. Yeah, it's his Oracle. Yeah, I mean, that kind of diminishes him right there. If he would have hacked it, I think Mo would have felt a little better about it. If he, if Peter Parker reprogrammed it, if he would have had the thought to be like, you know what, let me plug this into the USB real quick, and then see what's in it, because I'm a fucking dummy, and I do that with everything that has a USB. You plug stuff in? Yeah, I plug it in. It's like it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be plugged into the computer. This is just charging, but let me do what it does. Let me see what it does. And sure enough, like iPod had a bunch of hidden ass folders I could look through. 
<laughs> there it is. So, I can tell you this. I feel like all of us are going to have fun playing this game. Yeah. Oh, I already pre-ordered the collector's edition. I'm probably going to get the spider Well, maybe. We'll see. I might sell a kidney or something. <laughs> it is. Uh, look, everything is expensive. Or donate some sperm. Like e E3 has diminished my wallet so much. Oh, dude. It's crazy. Even though, I can say, man, there's been a lot of free stuff available E3. Like, I, I've been shocked. Like, I, I downloaded two games for nothing, like, yesterday. I was just like, wow, like that. Or maybe that wasn't even yesterday. I think that was Monday. And I was like, wow. Like, and I'm like, I, and you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand that I, they may not, like, be free free, but they're free enough. Which games? Fortnite and Fallout Shelter. Oh yeah, those are good. Fallout Shelter has been around for a while. Well, actually, yeah, they've both been around free. for a while. Uh, yeah, Fallout Shelter has been around at least like since four. Elder like, Scrolls was... Blades is is actually brand new, and I don't know if that's already available, but I know that's free. Oh, that's free too. Yeah, yeah. Blades is free. I might have checked that out. It that looks amazing too. Yeah, Fortnite. It look. I get enough of that at work because. So many people like they either talk to me about it or they're playing while I'm cutting their hair. What on mobile? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just people it's, sit in your chair. And yeah. Play Fortnite while you cut their hair. Right. Like I wish they had a, a PS uh, Xbox 360 version, so I could play it at work. But you know, they don't. I mean, you have a phone, right? Yeah, but sitting on the phone, there, I don't play games like that. You know what I mean? I, I feel play... like a game like that, you have to have like a big, like high-powered phone. You can't just have. Well, I do. Oh well, then. Yeah, well, I it's guess just, I'm used to the control pad. You know what I mean? Like, but doesn't it, it has like dual like analog sticks, right? Yeah, but they're touchscreen. Oh. I got too hyped. You know, like, and they made like a peripheral that I can put my phone on, and then there's probably something like that, but yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's so, I don't know. I, like, I want to play it, but then everybody tells me they're hooked, and you know, I got a wife. Yeah, can't it can't be can't be on that. So I just watch YouTube videos and watch customers play. I look, I've never played. I still haven't played a battle royale because I downloaded Fortnite but haven't started it. <laughs> but I watched a lot of PUBG on YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. No, it's it's I'm just Cliffy B did that, right? PUBG? No, uh Fortnite. I don't think so, right? No. I don't think so. I feel like look, he just closed down his studio, didn't he? I'm sure if he had made Fortnite, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, he, was, he was on, like, Jimmy Kimmel or some shit. Was he really? Yeah. Like, recently? I think so, yeah. Was he talking about his studio closing? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it. Oh. Uh, you know who else was on a late-night show recently? Friggin' Tom King. The writer of Batman. 
Yeah, I don't give a shit. Don't you? Why not? I don't read Batman. Oh. Oh, did you not even read the books we're talking about tonight? I didn't know we were doing it till today. And then, you know, tomorrow's graduation in Long Beach, so work was busy. Oh. Like, I literally got here at 629. Sheesh. So I was glad you lazy fuckers took long to start. Were were you, uh, were they waiting for you when you got there? No, they weren't waiting. It was actually, uh, it was a slow burn. And then once it kicked in, it kicked in. You know? So I had time to eat lunch, but around 1030. Oh, gee. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the end. Yeah. But yeah, uh, look, I can't wait to play that Spider-Man game, even though Lord knows, like, I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get that game. I, I like, I have a whole set of games here that I have, like, literally have not played that I need to play first, but I'm getting that the day it comes out, and I don't know if I'm going to play it that same day, but I'm definitely going to think hard about it. Do you have uh, God of War? I do. Oh, such a good game. Best goddamn God of War game I've ever I don't know because I haven't played any of it yet either. (laughs) And it it, trust me, like, I told you guys what I was going to do. I told you. Like, I was going to get the God of War bundle. That's how I got my PS4 because I didn't have one. And it's literally in the box. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I haven't said it. I haven't even opened it. Like, I know that, like, I, I saw the box. But, so I know that, that there's a, a box. But technically, I don't know that there's a game or a system in it. Because I haven't opened it yet. Like, so, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed in myself and my, pri- my priorities. Me too. Because yeah, I'm just it's, like, I, it's, it's baffling to me to have a system in a box, brand new, with what is probably going to be here in it, and just not playing it. Like, I'm like, what am I trying to do here? Like, but apparently... I always tell my clients, and I got a bunch of, you know, younger gamer dudes that aren't, you know, either, like, just left high school, they're not in a relationship or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, young adult. Now, you know what? Play your fucking games now. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know dudes that are, are married and play games, but I know their wives aren't happy. Like, <laughs> like, like, dudes that I went to high school with, like, we kind of reconnected now. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. He's like, she, his wife tells me, oh, he likes it when I drink because I fall asleep and then he plays MLB, like, oh. on PS4, you know? And yeah, it's that's like... It's like if that's why your husband is happy you drink, that's that, that's no good. Right, right. And they got kids and shit, and they're like playing. You know, the dudes that got kids and shit and are stuck playing games, they can't even look at them right. You know, like I yeah. thought that kids kid need structure. I thought kids would be like a perfect excuse, like oh, I'm playing with the kid. Yeah, but these kids nowadays don't like video games with a control. Ah, I hate these fucking kids. These yeah, they like tablets and shit and. <laughs> Also, too, you can't play God of War with your kid depending on how old they are. I mean, you can if you're there guiding them and saying, like, hey, you know. You could probably play this one because he doesn't bone anybody. I mean, he's got his kid next to him the whole time. Right. That doesn't look. You said it like 
Kratos is a good dad. I don't know how good of a dad Kratos is. He's but actually, he's actually pretty is, good. And it's cartoon killing, and that actually helps kids. <laughs> hey, okay, hey. Listen, I know that we all grew up in an era where there was a lot of violence on cartoons, and I think all of us turned out decent enough. Yeah, none of us ate Tide Pods. Right. Because, you know, cartoons, it's, cartoons have violence, but cartoons showed you consequence. Right. And th- that's what we don't get nowadays. Yeah. There's no accountability and consequence in cartoons. That's what, even The Simpsons is terrible now. Like that and the lack of uh, musical score. But that, that's just me. Well, what, one thing I do know is, you know, we've had this conversation before where, you know, people were like, hey, what do you choose if you have to pick between comic books and video games? And I've always told people like, oh, like. It's not even a thought. Like I, I pick comic books. I like I love like I, I love playing video games, but if you're like, oh, you can only do one, it's not even a contest. And sure enough, this this has come to fruition. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time and I make sure I like I don't get to read as many comics as I would like even, but I definitely re- take the time to read many more comic books than I do play a bunch of different video games like the the only game i really play on a regular basis right now is splatoon 2 and that's because you could take your switch with you basically right yeah, exactly like if that's tight yeah it, it, that is true like, like i want to get a switch just for that like hopefully they make you know maybe i can get the resident evil 2 remake on it you can get like battle chasers on it that's hilarious Resident Evil 2 remake on the Switch. <laughs> like, but it's just funny though, because it's like even not only is it good to take on the go because you know you can just pull it out and put it in a case, but it's actually like really portable as a, a actual console too. Like that dock is like nothing. Like I literally wrap it up and stick it in a backpack and it's gone, you know. So yeah, that, it's like a tablet almost with a little peripheral. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like the the reality of the situation is if I wanted to put a switch, like if I wanted to put the stuff for a switch in my pocket and maybe like hold the dock, I could do that. Wait, why are you, why are you taking the dock? You don't even need the dock. Right, but he likes to play it on TV because of his I, eyes. Well, it's no, I mean, it's not about my eyes. It's just about if there's a TV available, why not take it? Because I like playing like I mean, I like a bigger picture too. Like, the the my eyes don't have come into play because when I'm playing handheld, like the screen is closer than it would be if it was on TV. So it's like you know, it it's just one of those things where there's some games I like to play handheld, and there's some that I like to play on on TV. And so I take the dock with me because I can and. It's like nothing, like you know. Like it depends, though. Like it's more so if I'm traveling, you know what I mean. Like I travel for work, I'm gonna be in a hotel room. It's gonna have a friggin' HDMI port. Why not hook it up? So here I, I am carrying my Xbox like a sucker. Say what? Here I am carrying my Xbox to the hotel like a sucker. Yeah. Well, look, if Xbox was smart, like technically they could have done this last generation. Did PlayStation have that? Well, Wasn't that like transferring? The... I'm sorry, transferring. What? You mean with the Vita? Yeah, yeah, where you could play but... your your real PlayStation games yeah. on your PS Vita or whatever. Yeah, but we're not in Japan. Nobody here really liked the Vita. 
not only that, but they did that too late. Like that was for the PSP. Like that's what that's where they should have been at. See, I don't think they did it too late. I just think that. Well, they did it too late for me because when they did it, I'm like, eh, I don't give a shit. I, when, when the I, PSP came out, I'm like, man, you can put a memory card in it. It's going to be like an iPod for games. <laughs> See, I just think that it's I'm just still just playing the, Luminous on it. The, the, the packaging, like, I think that because when you look at a Switch outside the dock, it's almost like a, a Vita. Yeah. It, but it's just that Nintendo, the way they decide to package it is like, this is a console portable hybrid. And it's like, that's not what PlayStation was saying. They're like, you can play your games on this if you have it. But yeah, weren't you, you able? Extra, huh? Weren't you able at one point to stream your Xbox games through an app on a computer or I guess yeah. tablet yeah. now? But yeah, I, but I they, they, you can't yeah. do that no more. They cut that because I still yeah. have the app on my phone. I just haven't touched it in like years. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Like it only works on the surface. It's so funny because a, a friend of mine was talking to me, like, like what? He, it was so crazy. Like it's so funny because you know, people like I have a friend. He plays video games, and you know, like I'm not. I would not say he's not a gamer, but there's a difference between somebody that's like plays games and somebody that understands the business of gaming and he said to me he's like man i feel like nintendo would be better off selling like the metroid franchise off to like a sony or a microsoft because i feel like they're holding that property back and like those companies could do something more with the with the franchise and I was like, you know how crazy you sound saying something like that? Like, you know how much money Nintendo makes from their first party properties? Like, Oh, my God. It's the only reason to get their, their shit. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the only reason, but it's a big one. Definitely. It, it, like, it's like nobody played fucking Ghost Recon on the Wii. You know what I mean? I don't even think a, did a Ghost Recon come on the Wii? Yeah, they did. We were oh, there. That gosh. they let us at that E3. That's <laughs> like I don't even remember that. But yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, Nin Nintendo's Nintendo's the only company that makes money off of hardware. Hey, people buy right. three or four DSs. Right, right. Just because it's got a new color. Like I was telling him, I was like, dude, the top. Like I was like, let me just like let's break this down real quick. I'm like the top ten selling games on PlayStation 4. Like I'm like maybe if maybe like 5 of them are made by Sony. I'm like the top 10 selling games on the Switch, I'm like 8 of those are made by Nintendo. And it's just like when you start talking numbers about like first party stuff, I was telling them I'm like man, I'm like Master Chief and Kratos they go when they go to sleep. They dream about being Mario or Link. You know what I'm really? saying? Wasn't yeah. Kratos on uh, Kratos in Kratos, Smash Brothers? Kratos, Kratos hits that circle button to when he ejaculates, <laughs> thinking of fucking yeah, Princess Peach. <laughs> Was it? Wasn't Kratos in a Smash Brothers? No, was he was Satan. in a, a Soul Calibur, right? Probably. Oh no, maybe maybe that was just me wishing. <laughs> I don't remember. 
Yeah, but Snake was in Smash Brothers. He's he's in Ultimate <laughs> as well. That's, that's the only time I gave a fuck about Smash Brothers. Really? When what Snake you... was in it. Dude, they're, they're bringing that level back, too? That level was awesome. Yeah, but now I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Smash was through the back wall. I'm like, oh, how cool is that? Kratos was in Super Smash Brothers, Tourney. Super Smash Brothers what? Tourney. Uh, Super Smash Brothers 2, the new challengers. So Kratos was in the Super Smash Brothers game. Is he in the new one? He should be if they're all of them, right? Wait, wait, what? What are you saying? Super Smash Brothers Tourney? What does that mean? That's the, the game he was in. Super Smash what? Brothers Tourney and Super Smash Brothers Tourney 2, the new challengers. I don't think there's a game called Super Smash Brothers Tourney. Yeah, it's for the Wii U. It's called Tourney? Yeah. Well, Super Smash Brothers Tourney. Like tournament. Was that? Look, I, like, I, I guess I'm forgetting about that one. It, I don't remember. It was on Tourney. the Wii U. You don't have a Wii U, right? You skipped that one. No, I don't. Look, I don't skip Nintendo systems. Maybe Virtual Boy. Well, he but was he was in two versions of of Super Smash Brothers, and uh -huh. you don't even have to unlock him; he's a starter. So he that then he should be in the new one, right? Because you said they have all of them. That's look. If that's the case, then that should be then that should be. The the yeah that should be the thing. But you know what? That, like, I think what you're talking about might be a mod or something. Yeah. It is. Because that's not a real thing. Mm, I think it is a it's real just, thing. It's just the animations. Because they have Bayonetta in it too. Versus Kratos. Now Bayonetta is in Super Smash Brothers for real though. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think that's a, a mod, Oz. No, I think you're wrong. Oh, it says right here, Tourney was an online multiplayer mode in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. It had been split into two distinct subtypes, normal and regular. That doesn't sound like a mod. That sounds like a mode. Mod mode. What's the difference? Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, turns out I'm right. Tourney has been removed from the online menu coinciding termination of the Miiverse. Right, because Nintendo hates online. We know that. Oh, they're well, they're doing their system now. They're yeah. what you call it. We got people got to pay for it now. All this to say, uh, I don't give a shit about Smash Brothers. Christopher Judge did the voice. Yeah, the dude that did Batman and Optimus Prime. That sounds like a little bit more than a mod. Yeah, he could be an illegal but game player. As long as we admit that I was right, that's all that matters. <laughs> that... We're not gonna admit, admit, but we'll. But we know, we'll right? You know, ah, you went over huge. I'm gonna take that as a win. I don't care what you say. Or, <laughs> excuse me one second. I'm gonna get a drink. Um.
Man, we, it's crazy how we got here for from Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> you know something weird? Now that Mo mentioned a drink. Is, the fact is, I'm just like, yeah, man. Like, even if Nintendo was making bad versions of these games, which most of them are not, it's like, it doesn't make sense for them to be trying to, like, give them away or sell them off because it makes them all too much money. Cause, like, I, I'm waiting for another game to buy for my Switch. Maybe you, it's probably going to be Battle Chasers. What's that? That should be your next game. It what? probably will be just because I can't wait for the the Pokemon game. Wait, what? What What will be your next game? Battle, Battle Chasers. Chasers. Oh, but wait, what do you have already? Um, I'm, Zelda. I'm done with Zelda, and I have Mario, but it's not really like... And Larry, he doesn't want to play Splatoon. Why would you not want to play Splatoon? I can't play Splatoon because um, the the internet at my work won't hook up to game sites. Yeah, and Splatoon is a multiplayer did. only game, right? Plus, I have no friends, so there's that. You don't you don't need friends to play Splatoon, but yes, I do because random strangers online are fucktards and dangerous. What do you, what do you right. mean? What do you say? What do you say? Fucktards. Just idiots. I mean, look, they're getting, they're getting their subject. You have to hear their voice half the time. Plus, half of them are racist. There's no voice chat in in Splatoon unless you go to. The oh, that's even worse. That's lame as fuck. <laughs> what? what makes it lame? You no voice chat. Come on, that's I that's, that's want, technology. What voice chat? I want the option. I don't want to oh, go online Lord. with random ass people you... I don't know. That's stranger danger. No, Lord, man. Like, there's no strangers with Splatoon. Everybody's an inkling. What the hell's an or, inkling? Or, That's just... how cults get started. <laughs> Look, uh, Tiger Claw says Kratos is in PlayStation All Stars, which is the PS4 version of Smash Bros. Hex says Smash Bros. Tourney is some kind of mod mod hack. Yeah, heck, he doesn't wasn't... know what he's talking about. It's like I'm telling you, like play Super Smash Brothers. Tourney is not the name of of a, a legitimate Smash Brothers game. No, like, it's probably Super Smash Brothers, and Tourney is the uh, the online multiplayer mode. Look, we already agreed that was right. I don't know why you keep harping on this. I just read chat, dummy. <laughs> That's it. They they don't agree with you, you. And you see what what I mean about strangers online. <laughs> First thing they do is they're essentially in a roundabout way trying to call me an idiot. <laughs> oh jeez. So um Yeah, look. Here's what the only reason I know that there's no Kratos in Smash Brothers is because they would have made an amiibo of it if there was. Like they did for every another thing, amiibo. And and there's no there's no Kratos amiibo. If there was, I would own it. It's like they have Bayonetta, they have Cloud, they have like they have every they have Snake. I think they have Snake as like the character and in a box. Like there's no there's no Kratos amiibo. Hex says, "Welcome to Oz's America." <laughs> Oz is not a fan of the the free chat. <laughs> chat needs to be better regulated fake chat <laughs> so i don't know man um but 
uh, yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know, like, I, if you don't want to play Splatoon, Oz, I mean, I definitely think uh, uh, Battle Chasers is a good buy, but there's plenty of other stuff. I mean, like, what kind of games do you want to be playing is really the, the only question, because especially, good. Like, you know, Nintendo, like, the Switch supports so much indie stuff now that you can be playing all types of stuff, like, yeah, I know uh, Lloyd um, is playing an indie game on the Switch that's like Harvest Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Because he loves Harvest Moon. and Yeah. Uh, what's that joint called? Uh, Stardew Valley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Star- it is. Then the, whatchamacallit, the, the 8-bit version of the Castlevania joint just came out, Bloodstained. How much is that it? It's, I think it's like a ten dollar game. Oh, that's too much. You're crazy. It supposedly it plays just like OG Castlevania, and they have like a mode that's like a hard mode that like when you get hit by things, you go back like in Castlevania, and then they have like yeah. a casual mode that makes it a little bit easier. And so it's like whichever flavor of it you want, you can get. Yeah. And then yeah, I might I might get that because. I played, uh, I, I bought a game called Battle Chef Brigade. That's like a hybrid, like light platform RPG with a puzzler where you where you cook. And it's crazy. I like cooking. Yeah, dude, it's like the cooking is basically like Bejeweled meets Dr. Mario. So it's like a little puzzle thing and you meld flavors and ingredients to get like better, better uh, meals. And basically, like, you go half the game is you going out fighting things to get ingredients because you like fight like animals and like get like eggs and like, you know, herbs and stuff like that. And then you go into back into a kitchen and it's almost like an iron chef kind of thing. And you present your meals to judges that have like different flavor profiles and stuff. It's an amazing game. And it's just like random at like that was another game that's like maybe it's 15 bucks, you know? And then that's like, Without you even having gone to like Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, friggin', I mean, but, that, but yeah, the Mario Kart—that's another game. You need you need friends. It's fun with friends. Play it online. Yeah, but then again, I don't want to play online with a bunch of strangers. I guess so. And I gotta hear their fucking taunts and then calling me the N word and. They're not. They're, there's no voice chat. Oh, that lame-ass last technology shit. <laughs> there's no, look, there's a Nintendo app that you could definitely get uh, with uh, your friends. Oh, I got to get a separate app. Yeah. Fortnite supposedly has voice chat built in, which I was like, that sucks. But Yeah, hey. but then they're going to belittle me. and Yeah, they'll. that's where you'll probably will get called the N-word because you're playing with everybody. Xbox. Dude, I, I know half the people... Half the people that have talked to me about Fortnite, I don't want anything to do with when I talk about other things. It, it's so weird. Like the the same people, like you know, they're Hispanics that use the N word to each other. Like if they're black, oh, they uh, they call women bitches, and yeah. it's like, I you know, welcome to my childhood, right? And it, and it's like, look, it, it's fine. Look, like. You know, you get laid talking that way. Look, I feel sorry for the woman that has a a, a lower IQ or low, lower self-esteem. Like, 
I don't respect myself go stooping to your level. So, you know, it's like those people, they, they love fucking, they love Fast and Furious. They love Transformers. Hey, 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 hey. Nothing wrong with those pieces of cinematic it, No, dude, it, it's, it's, what else? One thing they loved and I loved was Avengers 4, Avengers Infinity War. So it's like, uh, okay. And then, but the things that I had, the, the issues I had with Infinity War that, you know, were my issues, they couldn't understand. So it's like, okay, yeah, we both got something out of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you? Oddly enough, they hate Guardians. Can I, uh, <laughs> can I tell you the best, uh, the best, like, friggin' recent, like, Yo Mama joke I heard recently? Oh, what was it? Yo mama so fat, Thanos had to snap twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude. Yeah, I that saw that on Facebook gold. a few times. And he can't do but see that the joke doesn't work with the movie. Why not? Because the shit got wrecked. The the gauntlet. It oh. only works in the comics. Mo. But they didn't read the comics. So Mo. yeah, that joke doesn't work. Uh, I'm gonna edit that joke out. Like that was too bad. <laughs> If you don't stop it, it's a joke. Do I look like I'm here for fun? <laughs> it's at the one hour. It's at you the think, one hour mark. You if you think, wanna, you think to I fucking drive through traffic and make it here to six twenty nine to joke around? <laughs> this is work. There it is. You think this is a game? <laughs> this isn't a game. That's hilarious. I wish. I hope somebody tells me that joke at work. Oh, dude! I'll school their ass. I, that... I went off on people with with guardians and all that shit. Like all that. Why I'm so slow this month? All that to say, I can't <laughs> wait for Pokemon. Let's go, and it hooks up yeah. with Pokemon Go. Yeah, that 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 I might get it for that too. Lawrence isn't gonna get it because he hates Pokemon. Yeah. So he already bought a switch, so what did he give a fuck? It's just, you know, it's not my thing. I tell you what though. Are you talking about turn based RPGs? You know, I understand. And here's the thing, like back in the day, Pokemon Let's Go would have been enough for me to kind of get into the whole thing. Cause like I know there are people that are still playing Pokemon Go. Like, in theory, I I'm still playing it. Uh, there you go. But it's like, like, I just never been a Pokemon guy. But like I told you before, when Stadium came out and they were doing like 3D Pokemon fights on the N64, I was like, you know what? I'll buy into that. And I bought that game and I actually uh, bought Pokemon Yellow to play on, on Game Boy just so I can raise Pokemon and tra or train Pokemon yeah. and transfer them into the 64 joint to Pokemon Stadium. And you know what? I was like, you know what? This is not my thing. It's just not it's not the RPG for me. They all can't be for uh, for me. And you, you know, look, Pokemon doesn't need me. Pokemon is a yeah. franchise like The thing it is it, I tried playing it as an adult. Like I went back, I got a uh a emu emulator for my iPhone. And uh it's tight. I can play, you know, Link's Awakening and all these shit, yeah? 
But uh, I tried playing Pokemon Yellow because I didn't play that when I was a kid. Well, kid is a term used loosely here. I had uh, red and blue because, again, I didn't have friends. So I, I, I raised and, and collected both of them and then traded them to myself. <laughs> I had two Game Boy Colors. Me, you know you had mean? red and blue. Yellow is the same thing. Right. But yellow didn't come out like at that time for, here in the U.S. Yeah, yellow came later. The yellow came later. So when, when those two came out, I was like, boom, I'll buy both of them. I don't give a fuck. I, I think I actually stole red from somebody. I still I still feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Robert, if you're listening, I owe you. Um, but um, and it's like people are. Uh, it, it looks like like Nintendo's gonna make a ridiculous amount of money for for Pokemon. Let's go, poke. Let's go, Pikachu. Let's go, Eevee. Like I'm just like. Because I feel like there's going to be people that are Pokemon Go people that are, are going to go get that game. Already did. But yeah, trying to play Yellow again as an adult, it's like, man, this game is tedious as fuck. Yeah. Like, I I didn't realize how tedious it was back then. I, I should have enjoyed it more. And, and, you know, Pokemon as an RPG doesn't have, like... It's not complex at all. No, it doesn't have any of the JRPG elements that I like. Right. It, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I love this RPG. And then I I switch over to Chrono Cross. Right. I'm like, oh, uh, this Chrono Cross is too complex. Oh, see, that's that's what I like. Cro- no, I, I mean, me too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not like it wouldn't, you it's know, not- back then we used to, you know, have a road trip or shit like that. Yeah. And it's like. What's going to distract me from seeing this awesome wilderness, this awesome mother nature with the sun shining and the moon coming in on the other side? Yeah. What's going to numb me from that? Chrono Cross couldn't do it. Pokemon could. You know what I mean? I Although know. back then I had to turn in the dome light because we didn't have backlit screens. Yeah, you're right. Wow, that's crazy. My Game Boy Color didn't have a backlight. It wasn't until Game Boy Advance. By then I grew the whole shit. I was jerking off the heavy metal magazine. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, does anybody else have any other video game stuff they want to talk about before we switch over to Cloak and Dagger? Um, my my Xbox One turn, turned on right now when I launched the Discord app. Oh, did it really? Yeah, so I, I don't know what that's about, but yeah, that's my last video game thing. You launched the Discord app on your Xbox? or on- No, no, I have, well, my setup is my desk with my microphone right there, and then I have my computer next to it where I have the Discord app and Skype, and I use my phone for the news, and then my Xbox One is probably about six feet away. But when I launched the Discord app on my computer, it turned on the one, I guess it launched both the the Xbox One app and the computer one. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. I took off my um my uh, Kinect, too, because nobody's making anything for Kinect, you know? It's essentially I, dead. 
and I don't use it for anything. So it's like, why? Why would I want to compete a camera and a microphone pointing at me? You don't ever use it for your TV. No, oh. I, I have Siri for that. I have Apple TV. So oh, and then my Xbox is run through. Uh, my Apple TV is run through a separate thing, so it's not like connected together. So it doesn't matter. So you can't turn on your TV just by saying turn on? I mean, yeah, but I tell Siri to do it, not Cortana. That actually oh, so will turn on your TV, got it. That's actually a little annoying when I'm switching from the PlayStation to the Xbox. So I turn on the Xbox and it sh- shuts down my TV because it's uh, yeah. like that. It's, I hate that. And you have a Samsung TV too, huh? Yeah. How the fuck did yeah, you know? Samsung, Samsung only allows one smart device per HDMI port. So it's not like I either like either my Apple TV controls everything or my Xbox does. Like I can't just have both. Hmm. So like with, with Siri, I can lower the value, volume, anything, you know, like change. I don't have cables, so I don't need to change channels or anything. It's just I just tell Siri open freeform, Siri open TBS, whatever. Mm. And it does it, you know? And then I have a touch remote, so I don't even need to talk, really. Like, the microphone for Siri on Apple TV is in the remote. So as long as it's close to me, I can get it. And then if I don't want to use the remote, I can use my watch. I'm still a little creeped out that he knew exactly what kind of TV I have. Well, that's that's what it does. Right, but the same thing happens on... The other TV I have, the if you're watching something and you turn on the Xbox up there, it's gonna it's gonna shut off the TV. And that one's a Sony, huh? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is it? No, it's a Hisense or something like that. It's that that's an old one that I that I had for a long time. But the the Samsung one, that one like that. You know, for the good of the show, it'd have been funnier if you would have just said yes. <laughs> America. Um. Got it. Okay. Well, let's transition to Oak Dagger on Freeform. I was trying to segue earlier, but you didn't catch it. Wait, is it on Freeform? It is, but it's on Hulu also. Wow, I th- I always saw Freeform as the the Harry Potter channel. Yeah, that's they play that like all the time. Larry, did you get to see it at all? I did. I watched both episodes. Okay, tight. The new episode's on tonight. Yes, so I see that. We won't get we won't get to complain about it till next week. Wait, is it on tonight or tomorrow? I thought it's oh Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow. Right. And I didn't. I didn't even realize like. You know, obviously, I was very confused in regards to what Freeform is because I was thinking Freeform is only online. No, I mean, I told you uh, last time we talked about it. I remember you talking about a Freeform app, but I don't remember. No, I said it, it's Disney uh, ABC Family XD. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, it's like they changed the name because they, it's it, it's ABC Family, but they're doing more edgy content, but not edgy enough to be like Netflix 
in right. terms of Marvel. It's not edgy enough to be Netflix. Yeah. And it's not edgy enough to be like straight Hulu. Yeah. Well, no. or it's not. It's not the uh, this. It didn't disgust enough people to put it on Hulu. That's hilarious. It and you know I can say that yeah this show like it's not it 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 is exactly in that that spot like where you're like it hovers around trying to be risque but it's not it never gets there mm-hmm. but it's definitely not like a hundred percent family friendly like if you were watching it with your kids well, you have to guide them through it right <laughs> they have, they'd have questions about what was happening and uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting take it's different. Dad, why was he unzipping his pants when he was bullying her? <laughs> well, she straight up crushes a pill and snorts it. Well, yeah, but that, like, drugs, drugs, look, it, it, that's the key word right there, pill. It, you know, too, they, they, they don't ever really show them doing the drug, right? They kind of do everything but that. Like, No, they showed her doing it. Did they? Yeah. Like, yeah, they showed her like. I mean, they, they showed the line. They, they, she has like she literally did the heroin thing because like, all right, look, uh, like, this is Fantastic Forum fan fiction, but this is a fan fiction tutorial. All right, uh, don't hold me against this, but when you do heroin, there's a whole like ritual. You know, you you set your shit out. You set where you're going to put your head down, your pillow right there, you know, like, because you're going to fall, you know, and those pills, they're opioids. Like, that's the same mentality. It's like this bitch had her own, like, cloak that she puts on to do that pill, to snort up. It's an opioid. Like, she just crushes it and snorts it instead of doing, you know, shotgunning or boiling or injecting or... Getting a big pen, taking out both tips, put cooking it on tinfoil, and then hitting the smoke that comes out, or bending a spoon, or lighting a candle. Why does Mo know so much about that? Again, Fantastic Forum fan fiction. He watches a lot of TV. Oh, got yeah, it. yeah. I'll just leave it up that form. Yeah. But yeah, she yeah. straight up does it and knocks the fuck out. I mean, they show everything but the actual powder going up the the thing. Like, they, they showed the whole ritual. I was like, I didn't even miss, like, you know, because, you know, Larry, like, I'm not going to lie. I was a little high at the time. <laughs> you have to with Cloak and Dagger, man. Like, they're, they live in altered states, you know? I got to yeah. be right there with them. So, um... But yeah, it, it's like she she had the cloak that she puts on the little hoodie, you know, and she did she she did the drug, the end. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's interesting because, you know, um, you know, like in, in the comic originally, cloak cloak and dagger are are runaways and they live on the streets, right. Um, I feel like I I think uh, there might be some a little bit of drug use. Maybe not. I don't remember exactly. I know that they get experimented on. Yeah, they they really um they took liberties in 
putting them through the ringer, as I like to call it. Yeah. Because um, they, they were runaways in the comics, and the drug use was never them, you know? Right. It was the people that were around. But in this comic, they, they grittied it up. But they did it in a way that uh, I enjoyed. But they only gritty her up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Homeboy is Which... like straight laced. Like... Yeah. He goes to a private school. He's like a basketball. Right. Like, yeah. No. A basketball player. I get you, Larry. I get you. But in this new age, it's like you can't put, you can't, you can't show gritty scenes with a black person. I don't think that's true. I mean, you can, but then it's that's just typical. That's what everybody does. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not liking it now. I just was like, it's interesting because yeah, I, they, I think this this the show took the initiative to not do that. Right. You know, they gave <laughs> him white woman the criminal. <laughs> in what? Yeah, but in what the sense they gritted him up or or added grit to him or or, or his problem, if you will. Is is the family dynamic? It's emotional. It's yeah, you know. And I think that makes like going that way added like a good touch to it because it's like you're gonna you're gonna fucking you're gonna PC it up, but it's like even PC is dysfunctional. Even PC is fucked up, you know. Yeah. And then they went that, and I I actually. I'm willing to go out and say I love that they did that. Because <laughs> wow. it's like, it, it's easy to, to, like, you know, um, you remember when I played that that uh, Inhumans review from my client that's a pastor, Pastor Johnson? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, he, he, we talked about it with him, and he goes, I remember them being, because he hadn't seen it, so I just told him everything, the two episodes I saw. And he goes, I remember them just being like street urchins. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it, you know, in this case, it's like this, and and I just straight up told them what I said right now. It's like, you know, it, it, they're gonna PC it up because they have to in this day and age. They have to show different sides to colored people, and the family dynamic that they had with the the older brother dying and everything. Oh, that's delicious. Well, his his conflict that makes was, it his, more interesting. His conflict with his family is they're overprotective. And they they explain right. why, but I, to me that was kind of interesting because there's a a lot of young people who that is their problem, but it, they don't recognize that as a problem. And as overprotective as they are, they're detached because they're not looking for his best interest. They're looking for their own validation, their own like security for their feelings. Well, huh? That's interesting. Like I don't. I feel like that's debatable. Like I, I, I don't think that that's Look, the fact that is a de- that it's debatable is a sign of of a good part yeah. of the show. Yeah, that's true. Because I wouldn't say that what you said is untrue, but I don't know if that's their main motivation. Like they might just be afraid for their son. You know? Yeah. Uh, caller, you are the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you think of Cloak Dagger. Uh, I'm Derek H, uh, calling from uh, Glendale, California, and uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Cloak and Dagger. I, I saw the uh, first two episodes. 
Uh, I was getting kind of sick of some of stuff not happening. But in the second episode, it looks like more stuff started happening. So that was good. And um, I also thought it was kind of funny the way uh, she ditched her boyfriend after he gave her $5,500. You know what? That was a little weird. I, um, the dude, like, didn't make that dude enough of a scumbag. But he's not supposed to be a scumbag, is he? He loved that girl so much. And he would do anything for her and, and prove that he would do anything for her. And she just... from the first episode... You're like, okay, this guy's just pimping her out. He's just using her, you know. And then he actually had something, and then she's look. It's complex. Yeah, that's what I like. You know, it's complex. Like as as much as I didn't like Thanos not just wanting to kill people to please death, they they complexed up Thanos, so I can't be mad at that. You know, you you forgot rule number one: these hoes ain't loyal. Yeah. Look, if that dude was black, he knew that he would have known that. <laughs> Look, so here's the part, and I I felt a little bad about this, just because I felt like you know a lot of what you said, Mo, in regards to like the the showing a, another side of people of color, um, is true. But there was a point where, you know the. The, the 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 like dagger and her dude they're messing around and they infiltrate a wedding yeah and i couldn't help but think i was like man these are two criminals and they just walked into the wedding like nothing and it's just because and they're white they're white that's <laughs> yeah. like no one gave it a second thought about these two random white people walking into the wedding no, no, asking, no asking got, questions. She got free psychotherapy in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> Look. Oh, it was so awesome, too, because it's like, oh, my God, she's feeling something for this person. And then all of a sudden, the next scene, her shit's gone from the, <laughs> from the wallet. And then she sold it so good. She sold it to me watching on my fucking couch in my fucking boxers smoking a fucking joint. <laughs> But I mean, I did that all the time in in high school. I don't know what the big problem is. I just I couldn't I couldn't help but but think I was like I wonder what if Cloak had walked in there, Cloak would have been in his suit. Cloak, what like I'm just saying, Cloak could have been invited, <laughs> and Pat's would mess around and been like, who's that? <laughs> like like you could have been the owner of the building for having the whole wedding in and walk in the room. People are like, who's that guy? Dude, that's, I had experience that's just, on uh, that's yesterday just... where I was walking down the hall, walking down the the aisle of a grocery store, and I'm pushing my cart down the top end of the aisle, and I saw this little white lady like walk, like start walking up the 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 front of front of the aisle. She looked up, saw me, and it's like slowly turned around and walked the other way. I'm like, the food you want is down this aisle. You know it is. <laughs> But she decided that she can go without her uh, her spaghetti. She's like, ah, you know what? I don't need that. <laughs> it's like I'll make it next week. Yeah. But I used to pull I used to pull that same shit all the time in high school. I don't know why you guys make it seem like it's something unnatural. So what? To crash parties? No, no. crashing parties different. We're, like, we're not look, saying- you crash. You're a Mexican dude crashing Mexican parties. Right. What I'm saying is. 
the the they these two white people are criminals going to a wedding to steal from the wedding and they just walk in like no one even questions them or anything and i'm just thinking like the funny part was it made me think i'm like man like a black person could be legitimately invited to the wedding and people would look at them like who's that guy you know like there would be people that would just be like who is like who's he know like that everybody there was invited they had to take somebody's invitation that person could be like the the groom's oldest and dearest friend but because his white friends that you know don't know him <laughs> could would be like man who's that it was, was funny um adam sanders movie in on netflix the newest one the week of uh-huh deals with something similar but reverse so like uh his daughter is marrying a black guy mm-hmm and then there's people coming to the house like he he fucked up the the hotel reservations or whatever like for hilarity to to ensue and then so he has all these black people staying in his house mm-hmm. and then there's two dudes walking by and he goes hey what's up man come on in breakfast ready like he thinks he's one of their relatives <laughs> he's so he's inviting a random black person he, from the street two into- random black people so then he introduces them he's like hey uh, was it Leon and Tyrone or whatever are here, and then the the groom's like cousins like, okay, and then like so who do you know you know it's like he thinks we're related to you, <laughs> so then the other guy just tells him just go with it it's pancakes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man. I was just like, but it, I I felt bad for thinking it, but at the same time I was like, man, that's not my fault. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's the way it is. Hopefully, it's not the way it's going to keep being. Right. But it is, you know. I only know this because I've I wish you would use that for what? Fox's X-Men, though, Larry. Say what? You always say, oh, it is what it is. But I wish you would add it. I hope it's not the way it's going to keep being. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start being that way. I'll yeah. start adding that. But I hope it's the way that I hope it's. Well, I'll figure out the word, the verb. <laughs> I'll make it smoother for us, Mo. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But, man, I tell you, I was like, I couldn't help but think about it because I was just like, man, I was like, wow, these these two people are about to come in here and steal this wedding blind and no one suspects them because they're two white people. But, hey, yeah, but it's it's interesting. Like and, uh, you know, here's the thing. It definitely does some conventional, like, stuff that I dislike about superhero shows. But the stuff that's not that has been so good that you kind of forgive it. Because, like, the whole thing with them, like, meeting as children is, like, unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Like, even, even... if you want to make it so like okay they happen to be in a similar place at almost the same time or at the same time you know and make that connection they don't have to actually like meet up as children so that they can later be like wait a minute were you that you know it's like you don't need that moment but for some reason well they were destined to be together that's the whole thing no but you don't but they can still be destined to be together and not have met as children, right? 
the universe is trying to put them together, according to the commercials. Well, that and by the universe being um, Marvel Television, <laughs> the Marvel Universe. Well, they had they had to put like Roxxon in it. Well, the Why? the implication is that they they both got their power from the same event. Right, Roxxon, like. Oh, go ahead, Mo. Yeah, it's like they they keep shoehorning rocks on everything, you know. The, earlier in the MCU, they they had rocks on in, and it, it's like the, that's the big bad, but they're not doing anything with that big bad. Well, we don't know that for Cloak and Dagger. I mean, that no, no, for the Marvel Television Universe, like rocks on comes out in everything. Like one of the the real estate dudes that was meeting with the owl in the first season of. Daredevil was the Roxxon guy. Right. You know, the first season of Agent Carter was with the Roxxon company. Right. You know, some of the... Look, I'm willing... Not that I watched the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I know there's some Roxxon in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You know? But they're not doing anything with Roxxon. So you want you want the Minotaur? Look, I just want them to do something at this point. Okay. Cause it's like they they're they're coming up, they're showing up, and it's like yeah yeah I know Roxxon like either connect the whole shit or don't. Well, didn't they connect it into Defenders? Isn't Sigourney Weaver's company Roxxon, or is that a different company? No, she's not the head of Roxxon. I don't think she's a, it's a different company. I think because I mean Sigourney Weaver was like she had a shell company that was basically the hand, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Roxxon runs the hand. It's like it was infiltrated by the hand. But yeah, they're, still, they're connecting it like they're not connecting it enough, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe Cloak and Dagger will be the show that has rocks on as the bad. I don't think so, man. I mean, like that's the shit that created them. But I, I think aside from that, like maybe they're well, gonna invent. Dagger's Dagger's suing rocks on her mom's suing rocks on. Yeah, so. but they're not gonna win. Yeah, and plus Dagger and, doesn't give a fuck about the lawsuit. Like, She's done unless, with that. Unless Matt Murdock takes her case. No, that's it's already a different lawyer she's banging. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's not gonna bang <laughs> like, Matt Murdock. Why the fuck have rocks on if like literally Matt Murdock could fix that, could help them. And and push the defender's agenda. <laughs> defender's agenda. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like Roxxon is just a placeholder now for like Big Bad Corporation. Right. So you don't have to say it's Facebook. Or yeah, or Alexa or <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> um Yeah, but like here's the thing, like they can get their powers from the same place and not meet till they're teenagers, and that's okay. Because the reality is they don't have any kind of significant relationship as children. Right. So then what's the point? I mean, of- well, the the her traumatic event was her dad dying and she uses his hoodie as her ritual to do the heroin, as I explained earlier. Yeah, I but- don't want to I don't want to go through the whole rituals again. But then but but ever. that's unnecessary, right? I mean, like it's not a significant connection to the to way they did it. Look, I shouldn't. I'm not saying like, oh, take it out, but yeah, they could have done without it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that, 
you know, I, again, it's not such a big deal to me that I'm like, oh, it ruined it for me. I, it's the opposite. It's like by the time I get to the end of episode one, I've basically like, you know, like I could care less about that aspect of it because everything else I, I was enjoying. Even though, like you know, they like you said before, they take significant liberties, but it's just that you know they the the actual two characters and what they're going through is compelling enough that I'm kind of like, okay, well, I want to see where this goes. They made daggers daggers into actual physical objects, which was I think was new, wasn't it? No, no, the daggers. I mean, I thought they were light. I thought they were like like light beams. But they're hard light, hard light, yeah. like a lantern. Yeah, yeah. She, she thought or, she was um, a straight up knife, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it, then it disappeared. She, right when, yeah, it, it's it's hard light. It's like a laser or a lightsaber or a Doctor Lightner. <laughs> I say you know it's I mean? like a like a Green yeah. Lantern construct. Yeah. Technically, it's light, but it's also physical. Right. right. Like a lightsaber. It actually, I mean, they do it really well. Oh, I love it when she, like, just... The dude was... Look, spoilers. The dude tries to rape her. Well, not Cloak. Some other dude. Oh, yeah, but... Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Cloak is going to be consensual. tries to rape her. <laughs> and, uh, as white dudes tend to do. Oh, see? No, look, I'm going to strike that from the record. No, well, he, I mean, well he, if he did, he would have got away with it, or only he only yeah, got six months in jail. Been, so you know, it's like, oh, he's an athlete swimmer. Like we can't, we can't diminish his, his. Yeah. Did you guys see that they recalled that judge? Oh yeah, look, I want somebody to rape that judge. Whoa, wait a minute, no man, we're not, we don't want no, people. Oh fuck it, I don't give a fuck. No. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, oh, heck, oh, you know, you might be near, go rape him. <laughs> You should feel a little better at that pain. <laughs> He's a judge. He's supposed to be above us all, poor or rich. I I was just he, I he was needs like to I, feel some loss. He needs to feel some pain. That judge, so was, that, you know, if he feels some loss and if he feels some pain, I might elect him to be a judge again after it. Nah. That guy. That guy was really shocked that he got recalled. Uh, what a douche. Yeah, but anyway. All right, but, so yeah. my next vacation, I'm going to go up and rape him. No, jeez. <laughs> and then, so what about daggers? Uh, what about daggers like dagger? <laughs> oh, when she raped, when she was about to be raped and she just pulled it out of nowhere and just stabbed him. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, she's she's worried that he might have died. But I'm like, I hope she killed that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't he have been filled with her like a uh, purifying light when when he got stabbed with her? Well, with, with he's the, filled. Look, he's filled with her purifying light when he comes out of the coma because he was in a coma in the second episode. Yeah, so when he wakes up, he'll be all good and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, third episode, maybe that. Like, but I like how she did all that, and she still wants to disappear. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it's interesting. Like like we haven't even really gotten to any superheroic type stuff. That's that's what I'm saying. Like so runaways, that that's my whole thing. With runaways, they stretched it out. They turned the first issue into the first season. Uh huh. You know? And I, I didn't like that. 
now I do. <laughs> that's that's exactly what they're doing with Cloak and Dagger, but it's like it's written well, it's shot well, it's special effects are done well, everything's done well, so I'm down. You know, the characters are done well. You know, here it's like the parents in Runaways, like uh, they should be dead. They're just bad people. Yeah. In that season, they made him complex, and it's like, okay, you made him complex. Uh, like, now, after watching Infinity War, I might be able to, to watch it again and, and kind of enjoy it a little more, but I didn't like that they were complex. And then this this uh, Cloak and Dagger show kind of follows that motif, that modus operandi. So it's like, okay, they're doing that, and I like it here. I might have to check out Runaways again and not be so harsh. But um, it, it's probably just an execution thing, though, because I look, mean, I won't know till I watch it again. Yeah, yeah. And I, haven't, I actually haven't watched Runaways at all yet. I, I want to do it. Too. Look, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> no, because you get to watch it after watching Cloak and Dagger, and Infinity War. Yeah. It's funny how in Runaways they went so diverse that they, like the diversity started getting mixed up with inside of diversity. Yeah. So they had the the black guy likes the Asian girl, but it doesn't matter because the Asian girl likes the white girl. But that doesn't matter because the white girl is a lesbian. I'm like, oh wow, they're just going everywhere. And the white girl is not human. Oh, she's human. Oh yeah, she's an angel. Yeah. Wait. Wait, what? She's an alien. She's a non-gender specific oh, oh, alien. Oh, you're yeah. talking about Runaways. I thought you guys were talking about... Right. I, thought you, I thought you guys were talking about... Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. I'm like, no. I'm like, which one's the Asian girl? <laughs> so well, Overall, I give Cloak and Dagger three rape aversion stabs. I'm sorry, four rap, rape aversion stabs out of five. I was kind of I it was I was upset that that his friends just walked away because I'm like you guys you know what you guys aren't real friends if you have a friend that's about to commit rape you know and he says go you don't know say you know what go ahead and rape that girl like you know no you're a bad that's, friend that's white privilege uh, Derek see I I mean I think that it's more about like you're right they're not his friends they're like his lackeys you know. Like he's like the alpha male, and so they just do what he says. They're the type of guys that would hold her, hold her down, and then they'd be like, "Well, we didn't rape." They need to reevaluate that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> they need well, to reevaluate. Hopefully, the Dagger gets to stab them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, uh, it is, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Because, you know, and it's really, it's funny because when I think about it, all the stuff that I disliked about it was probably the stuff that was in, like, maybe the first, like, 10 minutes of it. Like, even, like, how they had, like, the, the hoodie. Like, there's no good reason for that kid to be wearing that hoodie. Like, a giant-ass hoodie that he's just walking around the streets just so he can look like he has a cloak on. <laughs> it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah, but you won't get to see that again anymore. Right, exactly. And that's yeah. cool. Right, but then they repeated it with a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> well, the blanket is different, I think, because the idea was 
he was sleeping yeah. and he used his power. So, so they're saying in the comic book when you see cloak, like he's naked underneath that cloak. Yeah, yeah, he is. It, I mean, but his body's made out of like darkness, right? So, yeah, yeah but those hanging bits are still hanging down. Like they might just be dark, but they're still. I mean, they're hanging down in some other like dimension where nudity isn't as looked down upon. Right, but you reach into that cloak and you're <laughs> jerking him off is the whole point. I, I mean, think, only if you keep going up and down. But if you touch it and then wiggle and be like, "Ugh," you, then you, you're not. You go into another dimension. This show made me um, be mad that the MCU and the TV series don't connect because they do. The rock side makes them connect. Yeah, but not you know, not really. They're not you. Look, they got bigger fish to fries in the movies than than rocks on now. Um, but that Tom Holland Spider Man team up with cloak and dagger. This cloak and dagger. I want to see. That's never gonna happen. But if you I connect know. the MCU to this cloak and dagger, Tom Holland's dust. That's like when people keep saying that Professor X is gonna show up on Legion. It's never gonna happen. The the those movie people are not. Dropping themselves to TV level. No, well, Legion, Legion itself is that's their that's Marvel's backup. What do you mean? Like they're gonna use they're gonna use Legion in in MCU shit once the deal goes down. You think so? Oh, dude, it's like all the producers are all MCU producers and Marvel television producers. Mm. And Brian Singer's like executive producer, like just because he created the X Men universe. Yeah, Brian Singer's probably gonna be end up in jail soon, so he needs to. Watch Hopefully. Out. Hopefully, he ends up with that judge. He's gonna go down the Weinstein route. <laughs> Kevin Kevin Spacey Jr. That's what I call him. <laughs> is, is that what you call Kevin Spacey Jr.? Mm. Yeah, when I see Brian Singer, I say, hey, Spacey Jr. He knows, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 so far, I'm enjoying Cloak and Dagger. I'm definitely going to keep watching. Uh, if I had to rate it, I'd at this point, I'd I'd give it like a four out of five. Like I, I yeah, it's like yeah, four out of five is is solid. It's a good rating. Yeah, and it's you like need... I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if this is gonna be a superhero show or not. Right. I think I think we should review it at the end again. Yeah. To see what the actual number is, but right now it is a four out of five for me. At least, and Larry. Well, I think she'll start killing that raccoon. Would it go what? up or go down? <laughs> when they show the mom shooting the raccoon, right, would they actually show it? Would it go up or down? It would go down. I'm against animal cruelty. Thanks for bumming me out, Derek. Look, the raccoon shouldn't have got in their uh, garbage cans over and over again. Hey, it's garbage cans. That's public. That's look. The city could go, police force could go look through your garbage garbage cans because that's public domain. That's public property. And they will get shot. Not the police. 
Bad shoot him. <laughs> they will. Like, they're in my garbage can. They'll shoot you first. Look, I would suggest you stay inside. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't put don't put anything in your garbage cans. You don't want people to get. I booby trap my garbage cans with explosives. Listen, look. I don't know why y'all talking like not minorities. Y'all talking mad reckless right now. I don't yeah, like. Like we're in the same level as the raccoons at this point. <laughs> you got an air and and uh, Oscar has the Arab in his family, so you know they're listening to him. <laughs> they're like what explosives? That's Arab what and for. Arab and Cuban. Oh jeez. We're not a fan of Cuba no more. That's Obama years. How crazy is that? Like, Look, we, yeah. we're friends with North Korea and beef yeah. with Canada. Hey, hey. <laughs> Larry, look. Look, you're saying it wrong again. Of course we're friends with North Korea. Of course we're the enemies with Canada again. Like, that's... Well, we're in the upside you, down. We're in the upside down. all the way back to 18, the war of 1812 to get, to, get, to get mad at Canada. Like, that's... You gotta do some far-reaching... And he got it wrong! <laughs> Oh jeez! Like anything you got, any headline you say with Trump, don't even pose it as a question. Because I see your, I try to stay away from Facebook because that is the political like hub now. <laughs> but really, like your headlines that you post about Trump, don't say. Just add "of course" to them at the beginning. You'll save yourself a lot of aggravation. Yeah, I get aggravated just reading the the, the responses. Hey, it's wild. Like, I want to just comment, you guys are gay. <laughs> just because it's like, you guys are bickering with each other this this amount of the day. Like, it's like 30% of your day is going to bicker at each other. Oh, listen. I, I definitely don't spend 30% of my day. No, but the people that respond to you do. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Because they end up responding to each other, and it's, your, your whole post becomes a forum. And it's like, you shouldn't fight on your friend's posts. That's hey, not what Facebook's for. We, as long as everyone stays respectful, we can share ideas. That's no, no, no man. It's disrespectful all around. It's disrespectful. Dis- Mother Earth is dying. <laughs> Look, not according to some of our people. Hey, hey, hey. Keep that off Fantastic Forum there, man. <laughs> there you go again. There I go again. You're supposed to say, of course, not according to some other people. Right. I've gotten in enough fights with people on Lawrence's uh, friend list to reinforce my fuck people on the internet statement earlier. <laughs> like you're one of the people people want to say fuck to. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, should we talk about Batman now? Uh, do we talk about comics on this show? We talk about comics on this show. We actually have done a lot of comic book talk. It's just comic adjacent stuff. We talked a lot about Spider-Man, PS4 Spider-Man, which, you know, we talked a lot about Cloak and Dagger. Now we get to talk about an actual physical comic book or comic books, Batman 45, 46, 47. Which, I'll tell you this. Um... I've been reading Batman and Detective for, I mean, for a minute now, basically since New 52. And Detective was definitely my go-to book. And I still love Detective. 
But I tell you, when Tom King took over Batman, he definitely won me over. Like, because Scott Snyder fizzled out in the end. And it wasn't like it was terrible stories. It just wasn't as good as when they first began. But Tom King's Batman, well, and I'm like, Tom wow. King is a is a good writer, but Tony S. Daniel is a shit artist. That's that's that. the odd look. I well, that's because you don't care about the characters as much as I do. I, <laughs> I I read this. I read these books, and I finally understood what Mo was talking about with the with the fucking ballet shoes. Right, and I, I, I think I text like as soon as I put the book down. I think that's the first thing I did was text him about, dude. I, I understand how you feel. My bad. Yeah, because it's like what the Le- what was it, the Legion ring? Yeah, th- there's yeah. not one goddamn panel in three books where he's wearing a Legion ring, and I thought I'm kind of a little bit used to it. Where, like, okay, I, you know, these people are lazy. Even Jim Lee forgot to put a ring on Green Lantern at one point. But then when I when I got to the part in the story where Booster Gold actually says I I took a, a Legion ring and I wear a Legion ring and then there's still no goddamn ring any point in these books I that uh, just got me because because now that, now he's ignoring you know, it on purpose. That's a testament why I try not to read like that. That is a blatant. Uh, it, it's insulting to you as the shopper as the customer. And um, that's why I, I just don't read big two books, you know, like because it's like, it's some bullshit. Like, yeah, I'll buy them. Like, you know, Spider Man eight hundred. Like, honestly, like I bought two covers. I bought the the John Romita cover because it's fucking John Romita, you know what I mean? Not Junior, Senior. Right. Uh, and I, I I'm pretty pretty sure. About ninety eight percent sure that's gonna be my next tattoo. That cover. No, oh, wow. So I bought it to get like a full high res scan of it, and then I bought the white cover because you know what? It's a fucking white cover for Spider Man eight hundred. Right. I still haven't read it. <laughs> you know, I look through it and it's like, yeah, man, this shit looks tight. But it's like, you know what? This dude that wrote this awesome book that's twenty ten bucks a piece, he's not gonna be writing it anyway. So what the fuck do I care? You know what I mean? Thanks to Tony Daniel, I I now have three books that are technically worthless because I went back through all of them with a ballpoint pen and I put a ring myself. <laughs> well, but it, well, here's the thing. And it's like their own company doesn't get their own editorial doesn't give a fuck about what they're doing enough. They they edit they editorialize. You know, Larry, you're you're a witness of this shit. They editorialize. Oh, you can't use Bane here, so put Killer Croc. And then they don't even change the accent in the text. Yeah. It's like they put accent for Bane on text, and they don't change it for Killer Croc, yet they don't put an accent for the movie version of Bane. Of Bane. Right. You know, like, that's that's Warner Brothers. That's DC. That's, that's big pharma. That's big, you know, that's big corporations for, for your fucking comics. Yeah, fuck them. I'm not giving them any of my fucking money. But here's the thing, right? It's like some of some things can be laziness. Like that's and that's definitely what you just described with like, okay, well we we the letterer, you know, or the the script, we're gonna keep the same even though we change out the character, even though the, the character speaks a specific way. That's somebody not doing their job right. And by no means am I trying to make 
an excuse for not Booster Gold not having a Legion ring. At the same time, that's a different kind of thing, right? Because, I mean, at that point, what we're talking about is continuity and characters. I mean, these characters have, like, decades of continuity behind them. And, you know, it's like, it would be, obviously, it would be great if somebody, like, if you have one person or two people at the company that take that really seriously and kind of be the watchdogs for everybody else. But it's like, do you, I mean, do you have any idea how important that ring is to, to DC? If, if Booster didn't have that ring, there would be no Sinestro Corps. There'd be no what? There'd be no Sinestro Corps. Why? Because that's how Sinestro got the idea to create the Sinestro Corps. He met Booster Gold, saw, and he's like, oh, you're a fellow ring, ring bearer. What corps do you belong to? And Booster Gold being Booster Gold just like, oh, Sinestro Corps. That's why it's yellow. Yeah. Boom. That sets Sinestro on a path to creating his own his own ring. No, but again, like we're talking cut like there's like nobody that's at DC that's riding Booster Gold right now probably even knows that, right? And that's fucked up. Booster Gold is responsible for so many important events. Yeah, in, but in you DC. know that because you're a Booster Gold fan. And I'm not not. They you. created like, the character and they don't they don't well, know this. None of the people that are there made up the character. Jurgens is there. Did Jurgens make up Booster Gold? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jurgens created, created them. Yeah. Okay, well, so Jurgens probably would make sure if he was drawing him, he'd draw him with if, the yeah, Look, if Jurgens was ever sober, maybe he would have stepped up and said, oh. hey, guys, oh. there, there's a problem wow. with these books. We're just going to go there to Dan Jurgens' sobriety? Look, I can go there. I've met the man. <laughs> okay. I, I met the man, and, and from all my years of, of working at a bar, I can tell when somebody's got a problem. When when drunken Dan Jurgens comes after you, Oz, don't look in our direction like, hey, help me get this crazy guy off me at Comic-Con this year. We'll be like, hey, you asked for that one. He's small. <laughs> I could take him. It's okay. You, I could take him. <laughs> Wait, if, can you imagine if Oz and Dan Jurgens got in a fight? I'm pretty sure that's like the end of Fantastic Forum. Like they, those that just hated us quietly would have to hate us openly at that point, right? Well, I mean, he already hates us because we're not white. But it's good to be hated, though. Look at Kanye. Look at Trump. <laughs> Look, right right now, you're not. neither one of you are instilling me with confidence in regards to, like, oh, yeah, fantastic forum. We're like Trump and Kanye. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hey. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I- story-wise, it, it's a good book. Um, it's Batman forty-five, forty-six, and forty-seven. But you can actually pick up these books, which I kind of did because in the I'm reading the Batman series, but I'm on like twenty-nine, yeah. and you can pick these up and not read any of the other Batman books, and you're you're fine. You, you oh, know, yeah. the only thing you need to know is. Batman is wearing is marrying Catwoman, but you technically don't have to know that because it's explained as part of the plot on why the events are that are happening are happening. And even if you don't know who the fuck Booster Gold is, 
there are like three pages of him telling his whole backstory. Yeah. So it's it, it's self-contained. That's why I always just say the gift. I don't actually say Batman 45, 46, 47, even though at the actual comic book shop, nobody knew what the fuck was that, what I was talking about when I said Batman the gift until I actually said, well, 45, 46, 47. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, you work in a comic shop. Unless you're reading that book, and even then, you might be reading so many books that you don't remember that it's like the storyline is called The Gift. But, yeah. At the the basic plot, and we, we might have discussed this another time, but the basic plot is there was there was a point where Superman, I think he, he was under the, the spell of the Black Mercy, something like that, yeah. where he actually got to see what it would have been like if his planet hadn't exploded and it made him realize that even though that's kind of what he wanted it's a lot of bad shit would have happened and it made him appreciate his life even with the tragedy in his past so booster gold gets it in his head that as a as a wedding gift to bruce wayne he's going to show him he's going to save his parents so he can see how fucked up the future becomes if he doesn't turn into Batman. And kind of right. He saves the parents. And you know. At one point he's telling Bruce Wayne. Hey look I did this for you. You see how Gotham is on fire. And all this crazy shit's happening. Bet you can't wait to let your parents die. And get back to your, your real life. And obviously. That's something Bruce Wayne would not he doesn't want his parents to die because now even though he has some kind of recollection of the the what the timeline is supposed to be like he's now he now has memories of growing up with his parents and he does yeah. not want that like who wants their parents to die well not also not only that but he's also nuts <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah i want my parents to love live above any everything else that's true. It's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, not that I read this comic or anything. <laughs> well, you should. Obviously, having your parents murdered in front of you will definitely change you. But you know, there is something to be said about like you know some stuff that's already in you that would send you down the path to become Batman, as opposed to you know, just go get therapy or, you know, drink a lot. And th- this book does, these books also do one of the things that I always love about Booster Gold stories, where somehow something he does is results in a major event in, in DC. Like I said earlier, he's responsible for the Sinestro Corps. Uh, there's another time where he's the reason Guy Gardner doesn't get the ring and it goes to Hal Jordan. He actually gets Guy Gardner to do something that puts him further away from the ring than Hal Jordan. Uh, and in in this book, he technically, the from the way I read it, he's the reason that, that Bruce Wayne's parents go into that alley in the first place from events in this book. And then also, uh, L- Lawrence hasn't read the third one, but just the the way the way this book ends all the shit that booster gold sees and what he goes through and the way it affects him just really it's it's 
a really powerful ending. Like you don't see heroes really affected by by the you know what happens based on their choices. You see you see them fight and people get hurt and you know buildings get destroyed but a couple you know toward at the end of the story hey you know everything everything's great we stopped the bad guy it's a shame all the people we lost but we're gonna move on um by book three you realize that that this takes a toll on booster himself and that's just like the it's it's that's why i say um king like you said is an amazing writer for what he did with this character i think when lawrence when you read that third book and those last three or four pages Mm -hmm. and you know everything's the way it's supposed to be because and that's not a spoiler because we know that's what's going to happen that's the that's how comics work and Mm -hmm. you see how all these events affected booster himself not Batman or the other characters involved in the story because they all go back to status quo. Booster Gold is the only one that knows what happened and it it really fucks with his head. And that's where you see the true hero that's willing to to keep going. Even though, look, he's going to screw up, but he's always going to be there trying, like doing whatever he has to do to fix everything. We'll ignore that he fucked it up in the first place. <laughs> uh, I'll t- get to that third book, man. I, whew, it's a it's a powerful ending to that story. You know, you you go through some silliness, and okay, this is some some weird shit, and oh yeah, okay, this blah 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 blah. I try not to spoil events in it, but that the it, I shed a tear. Wow. Before, before I realized there's no goddamn ring on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Flung the the book across the room and then picked it up and drew drew the spent like an hour and a half drawing the ring on every goddamn panel. <laughs> yeah, I will say that having read the first two issues, I mean, it's a really cool storyline. And um it works really well in the lead up to this wedding. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening. And so like, you know, I mean, I, like I said, Tom, Tom King's Batman in general has been really, really good and really cool. And so I would definitely, I can, I feel no uh, compunctions at all about, recommending it to anybody just because i think if you like batman you're gonna like these books but based on what i've been reading and the the tone and the the tempo the pace that it's all been going through this was like a great refresher to kind of just like get this kind of story and then you know it's pretty much leading into the actual wedding i think the wedding happens in 50 and you know which is crazy because it's it's a big Joker story too. I think so. Yeah, they're doing other stories, right? Like the Best Man, and a, I just saw like a whole bunch of wedding-related books with their own title. Like you, the Booster Gold one, like I said, is the gift. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw the Best Man, which was a, a Nightwing book, and then there was another one I saw with Damien, 
So there. What was that? Is it the Ring Boy? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> like I don't even know. I didn't. I didn't see all those. So that sounds awesome. Oh, it's definitely worth reading, and Oz is right. It's very self-contained, so you know you can pick it up, and you don't have to have read anything else beforehand. And it's a, a really interesting story thus far. Yeah, you didn't have to give a fuck about anything else going on with Batman, right? Like I said, I'm a good ten, twelve books behind this story, and I can pick it up. I I read it and. Nothing was really spoiled for me from the 12 books that I haven't read. Yeah. You know, because most, most of the events of these books are are gone by the end. Which is the, the whole point of this type of story. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the fuck gave him the idea to do Booster Gold story like this. Yeah, it, I, like, it's 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 literally like a break in in a ongoing series. It's just, and it's three books. It's not like oh, we're gonna put out a, a trade paperback, right? You, it, it's just weird. This yeah. this should this this should have been like, uh, the gift should have been its own book, and forty five, forty six, and forty seven should have been. Just a continuation of whatever the hell was going on before then. Like they did with uh with the uh shit, what was that? The Flashpoint. Where they had the Batman Flashpoint books and they had Yeah. That's that's what I expected. Yeah. And that's exactly how these books read. Like just a simple little three three book side story. Yeah, there's like almost like an Elseworlds, but it's in continuity. So, but yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I mean, but you so, and and so your only issue with the art was that there's no Legion ring, and so it's not like you dislike the art. You just dis dislike the oversight, right? Well, it's like it's like a wise man pointed out to me that just proves they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I you, think you're right. I gave right King the that. credit for knowing <laughs> that that's one of the things that he took, and that's the reason he can fly. Right. And it's Daniels that didn't that read the script and fuck. I don't need to put a ring. Fuck that. Well, shoot, it's not even reading the script. I mean, you just do your character research, right? Because the the reality is, well, they're supposed to give them a Bible, in a sense. Of everything they can and can't do with the characters they're writing, and they they so somebody in editorial should have caught it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing where it's like, you know, when you look at the character design, like whatever the current Booster Gold character design, that ring should be there, and you should make sure you include it because, you know, it's important. Not not only because of all of you know the potential historical significance, but also just you know, hey, that's what he looks like, right? Like that's part of, that's part of it. So, yeah, and I understand if you forget to put it in the cover, or there's a couple pages where you just drew it up real quick, but not one single panel had the ring. <laughs> not one. 
Yeah. Maybe there was one in, in, in one of the covers, but they got blocked because his hand is blocked by the the barcode or one of, you know, one of the things they put on top, but I doubt it. If I saw that original, I, it's not going to have a ring. Fucking Tony S. Daniel. I've never <laughs> met him, but he sounds like he has a problem, too. Are, are you just, like, randomly calling uh, uh, Tony Daniel the alcoholic? Is that, what, is that what's I'm looking happening? at a picture. Of, I'm willing to admit I don't know for sure because I, I haven't met the man. But <laughs> based on, on his... Uh, his declining artistic skills, I... Well, first of all, he's an artist, and I guarantee 90% of the artists I've ever met are do have a problem. Word. Speaking of problems... <laughs> Is that you as, you as you're drinking? As I pour myself another shot. There it is. Shot of what? Uh, this is the Grand Napoleon liqueur. I have no idea what that is. It, it sounds like French. 1967. Sounds French. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds French. Everything, but except it says right here. It says. Uh, Prepared and bottled by Grand Napoleon. What is this? Of something. Grand Napoleon, Union City, California. Mm. Yeah. So it's probably not French. They just bought the license for the name. Who is strong? Or at least it smells it. Yeah. So, so anybody listening just... out there, pick up the gift. It's Batman 45, 46, 47. You don't need to give a fuck about anything else going in, in going on in DC. It's a good book. Even if you don't if you don't know Booster Gold, you're going to know him. Um if you think Booster Gold is a joke, you'll see why he's actually a really good hero. Um and look, even Lawrence became a fan of Booster Gold in a similar story where you actually see what he does that most people don't know about him. He's a, he's got the some of the greatest stories never told. It's a good episode. I love that episode. Look, I even love the Booster Gold episode of Smallville. I didn't see it. And that that came at a point where fuck Smallville cuz it was a stupid show. <laughs> Although now I'm like, man, Smallville was tight. Oh, that's nah. watching the Zack Snyder shit. Oh, I thought you were saying the sake of the sex cult. Oh no! Well, I, you know, honestly, I did always beat off to her, even though I didn't watch the show. You and me both, brother. Yeah. Now look, isn't it better now? Like Eskimo buddies, but outside the the igloo. Yeah. Ethereal Eskimo brothers, but really, like now that you think of everything she's done, isn't it even like hotter now? Uh, no, no, because yeah, there's no consent. Yeah, me neither. You're right. <laughs> I mean, technically there was, but you know, brainwashing kind of, you know, no, no. Hey, hey, you know, 
Makeup and heels is part of brainwashing too, you know. Yeah, but yeah, when you're actually branding someone, that yeah. Eh, hickeys. I'll still jerk off to her when she was innocent before all the sex cult stuff. That's the thing. It's like I, she used to be so innocent that it's like, man, she's probably a freak. And then I hear all these stories, and then I heard them while driving, and I almost crashed. Turns out she was a freak. Yeah. I was right. Never meet your heroes, folks. Just jerk off to <laughs> them in, in, in the distance. Yeah. Stupid jerkins. I mean, uh, Allison Mack. <laughs> How far away did you jerk off from jerkins? <laughs> I jerk off with jerkins. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the loop of choice. Oh, jeez. And, and I put a legion ring on it too. <laughs> you have a legion cock ring? Uh, I, well, now I didn't think about that. That's the title for this episode. Legion cock ring? No, you have a legion cock ring! Exclamation point! Question mark! Exclamation point! Like you? Why? Oh, you? Or are you gonna put my name on it? No, you. Like it's a quote. I always put a quote from the episode. That's the that's the point where I believe I could fly I was supposed to play. Smash Brothers? What? You're not supposed to play anything. You're not broadcasting. I'm talking about the music. Yeah, that's Oz's thing. He's got to do it. Right. But still, that's what it was supposed to play. After Legion Cockering, then I believe I could fly. <laughs> okay. There's no news no music. But yeah. Oz is too busy thinking about dragons. And driving through a wind tunnel. <laughs> We can go without it. We don't. <laughs> we don't need it. No, I started playing. I believe you can fly, but it, it's. I don't know what part of the song he actually starts to say that. Oh, it's like the it's song, like a minute in or something. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half in. Yeah, something like that. Don't don't worry about it. It's okay. You guys didn't hear that, huh? No. Oh, uh, it'll be on the recording. Are we doing news now? Yeah. We should have a like, uh, like her. To, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. Cool. Um. Speaking of Tom King, his next book is going to be Heroes in Crisis, which is a story that. Has similar themes to the gift. And which uh, which one of the big two is that going to be on? Oh, that's it's uh well I said Crisis, so it's DC. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically about heroes dealing with the psychological trauma of being a superhero. And I guess uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are going to be starting 
or they start uh, uh, like a little trauma center to help their fellow heroes deal with the impacts of their particular profession. That's going a little bit too far. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to join all the the men's right movement guys and say we don't need our superheroes in in uh and psych- psychotherapy. I don't need to read I don't need to read that book. Either. I don't need to read a book about them like getting no like no. This is too far. Wait, so wait, so Yeah, too- I'm with Derek too. Yeah, fuck these bitches. <laughs> Wait, so wait, is it too far because you don't want to read it? Or is it too far because that's because like... Because they're supposed to, look, they're, these people are supposed to be the echelon of of humanity and of, of Earth and everything. They're supposed to be the best of the best. And I don't need to know that they go home crying about, oh, I couldn't save everybody and... I feel so bad because the Joker is is a nice guy deep down. I just don't understand him. No, I don't need. They don't need to have the same problems that I have. They need to have. Their only problem need to be stopping the asteroid from hitting the Earth and not worried about the side effects of stopping the asteroid from hitting the Earth. See, but then it's like, wouldn't them being the pinnacle or the upper echelon of humanity, being that they're actually Vulnerable like we are too? No, they no they don't. They shouldn't be vulnerable like we are. Uh, I it's disagree. The same way they, they don't they don't get they don't bleed when they when they crash through a uh, building. You don't see them picking like pieces of glass out of their arm. You don't I, because it's I don't need they're they're better than us. Mm. What are you gonna say, uh, Moses? Yeah, I disagree with Derek only because I wrote this story. When I was in eleventh grade, <laughs> for okay. English class, and it was a similar thing where it's like the Earth's mightiest hero, uh, indestructible force, dude, muscles, cape, uh, survived an extinction event. And now he's got nobody to protect. So then he just starts thinking about what it was like to. To basically like save all these people and eventually not be able to save them, and then he's just alone with his thoughts, but his thoughts are what ends up killing him, little by little, mm. for thousands of years. So, so yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting because yeah, I give it five, five. Uh, Five fists up. Wait, wait, your story or Tom King's story? No, mine. That's the first one. That's the original. Yeah, it wasn't published, but I got a B plus. <laughs> that wait, I feel like that should be on a T-shirt. Yeah, it wasn't published, but I got a B plus. I don't know. But, hey, that doesn't make me less of a writer, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, the class read it. I got thirty readers. Before being published, that's more than I can say about Tom King's book. Uh, maybe I'm sure thirty people have probably read his script already. And nah, if they would have, they would have noticed the Legion ring not there. <laughs> and, anyway. As much as much as I like Booster dealing with the the effects of what just happened to him, it's also makes him a hero. That okay, that's the last page of this book where he 
you know, he's not complaining about it, but you see it, you see it affected him, but that's not going to stop him from being a hero. He's not going to just sit there and sulk. Now he's going to go on to his next adventure. I don't, I'm not sure I want to read a book where it's all just the, oh, this is some fucked up shit we're dealing with. Well, I mean, don't, of course, don't get me wrong. Also, Larry, I almost submitted it to the 1999 Wizard Magazine fan film contest that was supposed to be played on All H in that year's Comic-Con. Okay. So, yeah, it wasn't published. The the book is not going to be all superheroes and therapy, and that's it. Of course, there's going to be an actual crisis. Oh, that's stupid. What? Wait, what makes it stupid? That wasn't in my story. Oh, no, no. This is like, because, like, basically the the drama comes from the the big three trying to help a particular person, but not either reaching them in enough time or giving them the correct kind, like, the, exactly what they needed. And, of course, kind of spiral a little bit. So, yeah, superstar writer Tom King. So, <laughs> so. It, 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 there's going to be, I'm sure, a... Uh, conf- Just play the wrap-up music. I'm going to go fuck myself. A conflict type of music. I mean, music. A conflict <laughs> uh, type of story aspect to it as well. But, you know, the basis of it is, you know, this is what's happening with these particular heroes after the, this adventure or that. So... You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll say this. It sounds interesting to me, but at the same time, I love the psychology of things. Okay. And so the psychology of superheroes is not a subject that I would shy away from. And, you know, I'll give it a C plus. <laughs> it's like, I think it depends on who's doing what, where, because it's like, yeah, like, I don't think I want to see Superman go through this because... I do think of Superman in the way that you described Derek, where it's like, hey, he's kind of above it all. And it's like, it, like I think of Superman as the guy that makes sure that some like heroes have this place because in his mind, he's like, hey, I deal with my stuff, but you know, not everyone may necessarily be able to cope with it in the same way as I do. And I feel that if my book had been published, Derek and Larry would have liked it. There you go. Yeah, but I don't know. That that it's an interesting take, though. The idea that we might be getting too deep into, you know, like I I guess the the way you would the way it kind of comes across is like if superheroes need safe spaces, then where have we gotten to really, right? Is is that where you? And That's my uh, point exactly. Yeah, superheroes okay. shouldn't need safe spaces. Yeah. Uh. I saw a thing the other day where uh, I think they said it was a college campus I guess has like an official cry room where if you need to like just have a good cry you can just go into this room and you cry so is I can that, wonder, is and that the wrong? Woman, the Wonder Woman animated uh, movie when she finds a woman being assaulted and she and she's like hey well, you can't. You, they didn't teach you how to protect yourself or like when a woman like pretends that she can't pick up a stapler, uh, ask the manager. She's like, can't, "Why can't you do that yourself?" Like Wonder Woman does not need a safe space. Like she doesn't. She doesn't even see 
anybody and she doesn't understand why other people would need it. That's her Honestly, that's her superpower. Uh just starting to hang out with my mom on a weekly basis and stuff. My mom didn't really have a, a, a safe space. I mean a lot of people don't have safe space. No, that's what that's what I'm realizing. It's like there's a lot of of not having that and yeah, hey, look, my mom's fine, but you know, she also doesn't drink. That should tell you something, right? Right. Like the ability to not just have a drink or two or or just let loose, like I feel like, yeah, she's strong, but she's kinda high strung more than she should be, you know what I mean? Like she freaks out when my car goes ding and it's just like low washer. She's like, What's that light? You know? Like she shouldn't be like that. She should enjoy the ride home. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Look, maybe some people benefit from it. Maybe some people don't. Derek, don't buy the fucking book. Larry, buy the fucking book. Let's get to news. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that I thought that first was first part of the news. Yeah. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. Should more I hit the music news. again? No, no. We got more important news to get to. Go for it. Um, You know, I, I gave uh, at boot effects from Instagram. That's the guitarist from Carnifex. Uh, he loves weed, so he calls himself Boot Effects. I gave him a shit for being at E3. But his bandmate, Scott Ian uh, something or other. Damn. Why don't I remember his name? Uh, he's got a comic book coming out. A singer What's from the called? band. It's called Death Dreamer. Okay. And basically, he's been working. You know, he he's been working on it for about two years. He launched a, a a Kickstarter to like put it out, and there's a bunch of like cool perks and whatnot. Um, I initially though, because I do follow him on Instagram, the singer, uh-huh. uh, Scotty and Lewis is his name. Um, he basically like. He, he was alluding to this in the past, and I was excited back then because, like, wow, this guy makes awesome music I like. Um, and he's writing a script, but it turned out to be a comic book script. It might it might have been, like, I'm about to go on that limb, Larry, and say that it, it probably was meant to be, like, a movie or something, and now he's doing it in comic form. Right. Whatever. You know, that's the way things go nowadays. But, I mean... He is in a cool band, so I'll give him, you know, he's making a comic. It's metal and comic coming together again. That's cool. As always. Um, so I'm happy for that. Uh, so if you go to the deathdreamer.net, you get to see um, basically the people that worked on it. It's Scotty and Lewis writing it, creating it. Uh, illustrations and inks is Christian Jabari. He... Uh, he did covers for Robin uh, during the No Man Land No Man's Land event. Oh, okay. So he's doing the the art. He worked on Magdalena, the Crazies pilot season for Top Cow. Shit like that. Um, and then the cover artist is Chris Sheehan. Who did uh, Hell Paso? Hell Paso? Yeah, which was a uh, what you call it? 
It was like a historical fiction thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did some. He did the Prometheus miniseries for Dark Horse. The colors of Simon Go. Who did some stuff for uh, some toy packaging stuff for Nerf and all that. And then the letter is Taylor Esposito. He's a staff letter at DC. Their titles as such as uh, Red Hood and the Outlaw, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Constantine, Body CM1K, and New Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, so if yeah, if you go to that, it'll direct you to their Indiegogo page, or one of those peddling sites. And then, yeah, you can get the comic book. You can get a T-shirt. Um, the dude that that's the singer of the band Scotty and Lewis, he worked as a in a mortuary for while he was trying to fund the band. And this story takes some inspiration from his time there. So it's kind of biographical. I wouldn't say autobiographical because it's fictionalized. But yeah, that's all I know about the book. That and I gave it like sixty-five bucks on Indiegogo. <laughs> got it. I don't know what I got. I didn't even look. It was just that's the tier that showed up for me. That's the one I gave. They did want six hundred and sixty-six dollars, and then you get the vest that he wore during the last tour when he sang for the band Carnifex. But that sold out like two hours in, so I didn't get to get it. Cool. Yeah. Um, we should probably mention all the moving around that happened recently with DC's entertainment branch. Well, didn't Jeff John like step down? Yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna write the uh, Green Lantern Corps movie, which I saw a lot of people excited about it and talking about how awesome he is that it's he's the one that's gonna do it and right my hope but he wrote the last one right that was my thing he's like he did write the last green lantern movie and like, everybody wasn't there isn't in deadpool 2 they they killed ryan reynolds before he got to make it so it didn't happen and he's the one that wrote it who did, did ryan reynolds write it no, 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 no jeff johns wrote it jeff johns or like, he had something to do with after it after credit scenes to might not make that movie happen and this dude's sitting there in the theater enjoying his popcorn. That's a disc to him, right? On some level. Yeah. Well, look, the first time he got he he found out that people didn't like Green Lantern, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he knew before then that that's not very highly regarded. That's hilarious. I mean, Warner Brothers tweeted Ryan Reynolds, "Hey, give us the ring back." After that scene. Yeah. I still wouldn't give it back. They didn't care about it till he did that scene. I'm also, probably the only one that enjoys that Green Lantern movie. You know what I hate? I hate that bug ass parallax. <laughs> Octopus parallax? Yeah, like I hate I hate parallax being a fear parasite in general. Now I know you're gonna say that's how it is, yeah, because yeah, it's all the retcon bullshit. 
But Galactus, Galactus was the same way in in uh, Silver Surfer movie. Yeah, but he wasn't part of the movie like that. I don't think Parallax is is a fear parasite, really. Even in even in the comics, like I mean, he looks like a bug just because that freaks people out. But yeah, he looks like whatever freaks you the fuck out. But he's not—he's not part guardian like the movie. Look, my parallax is Hal Jordan with too many rings. That's the only sense I want to see a parallax in, in a Green Lantern movie. So, and in some comics, to be quite honest with you. Jeff Johns leaves. He's—he basically is like starting his own production company so that he can. Parallax write. Productions. Say what? Parallax Productions. What's he calling it? I don't. I I I don't remember the name of it. It's not. Uh, I'm sorry, Larry. You forgot to say it properly. Superstar writer Jeff Johns. <laughs> right. And so he's going to do like have a bigger role with the movies, TV, and I still write some comics, apparently. Um, I love when he wrote Avengers and they didn't use none of his shit. For the movies. <laughs> then. Uh, they got rid of Diane Nelson as the president of DC Entertainment and they named a new president uh, and his name is friggin uh, Hamada <laughs> why don't you just have whoever's running the CW run their movie stuff I think they believe that they still can do it better at this point, which is kind of wild, but yeah, I think that... Well, the funny thing is that Diane, whatever her name is... Um, Nelson. She was the CW superhero TV person when oh. they hired her. Oh, well, there you go. She oh. was the Smallville, the failed Aquaman pilot. Oh, well, The wait. Birds of Prey. So, all the bad stuff. Yeah, hey, hey, Birds saying. of Prey like, was pretty good. Whatever. They got her to be the head. Larry, we had this discussion. I was screaming into the microphone a little louder than I am screaming now. Probably high on absinthe, thanks to Amber. Talking (laughs) about her promotion. Right. On a Wednesday night. I need to get some absinthe. Yeah. I was jealous of my friend. He's out in Europe, and he's, like, at an absinthe bar. Where they do these whole, like, chemistry, like, rigs. To give everybody the equal amount of sugar and absinthe at the same time. Oh, yeah. Were you, were they setting the ice cube on fire and all that? Not the ice cube, the sugar cube on fire and all that? They didn't even set it on fire. They just, like, they just had a rig that every, like, the, the exact amount of absinthe hit the exact amount of sugar every single time till the, till the cup folds, fills, and then they, they shoot it. Oh, fuck. Now I hate that guy, too. I don't even know who yeah. you're talking about. He used to be a a good rocker. Now he's just a teacher. (laughs) If you can't do, you teach, right? (laughs) He stole my singer from my old band. That's why I'm so mad, too. But he's still cool. And I I talk shit about Jeff Johns as a 
as a screenwriter, but look, Jeff Jones has written some of my favorite Green Lantern stories in comics. It's just for some reason he can't translate that onto the screen. Or at least he couldn't in the last one. And I, I I say that too, being probably one of five people that actually enjoys that movie every now and then. I'm I'm telling you, like, I'm sure that that movie had a lot of input from the studio. Yeah. It went through like three rewrites. I mean Yeah. Are you are you assuming that the new one won't? No, I'm not assuming that at all. I mean Larry, because Larry's the one. Yeah. well, I'm defending the movie real quick, where it's like half the people that that participated in the uh, the first rights and the rewrites of of that Green Lantern movie are successful fucking TV writers now, like shit that you love to watch. Some of the CW, uh, DC shit, and some of the Agents of Shield shit. You know what I mean? Well, but the difference, the big difference now is, you know, when that Green Lantern movie came out, Jeff Johns was the comic book guy. Now, Jeff Johns is like he's making power moves like he left his cushy spot to be have like more input and be able to have like a little bit more of his own direction. He was listening to Cardi B, huh? I I guess so. Yeah. Money moves right there. It is. And so he's still going to be the comic book guy. Well, I Hollywood mean, doesn't give a fuck unless he he's actually done other shit. Hollywood doesn't give a fuck what he does, but, what he's done. But I'm saying like he was basically like the position that Jeff Johns was in before he even made this move was way higher than what what he was at when he was doing the Green Lantern movie. That's true. And so what I'm saying is like the only reason they had his name on there, I believe, is for that insect ass par- parallax. The 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 late the the old, there are a lot less people that could have told him no or told him you got to change this or change that that he had to listen to now than then and and he moved out of that position for what he thinks is a better one. So I'm just saying that maybe we get a slightly purer vision of what Jeff Johns would like a Green Lantern movie to be. I could be wrong about that, but you know, we'll see. You think they'll go straight to John Stewart? No. No. I think I, so. With Jeff Johns, yeah. You think so? Yeah, like he's the whole reason like we give a shit about Cyborg. Is Jeff Johns who wanted I Cyborg? Was, on the I thought that was Jim Lee. Yeah. No, that was Jeff Johns. I, I I don't know. I mean, realistically, I don't I don't feel like Cyborg. Like I, I really feel like they kind of were just like, hey, we need we like DC only has so many black people to try to diversify the Justice League as is. I mean, I don't I don't think of it as a thing where he's like, like you're acting like they they need to have only seven people on it. Stop it. I, but what I'm saying is like this isn't like. Like, he specifically said Cyborg. Like, I want Cyborg. That's why Cyborg was also a big part of the Flashpoint thing. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't feel like what Bendis did with with Luke Cage. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. Look, that's two different calibers of writer. I hate both the motherfuckers. But, <laughs> look, there's no, there's no movies, TVs. 
TV shows, uh, failed Crackle series thanking Jeff Johns. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the whole reason they even have fucking Scarlet... The whole reason they fought over Scarlet Witch between Fox and Marvel Studios is because of Bendis. Mm. Because nobody would give a fuck about those characters. Nobody did give a fuck about those characters when they signed the fucking contract. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I Like, it's one of, like I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Whedon wanted Scarlet Witch and... and... Look, Whedon wouldn't give a fuck about her if Bendis hadn't done House of M. No, but I'm what I'm saying is, like, I could totally see... We wanting them just because you're giving them too much credit of th- their their history in the Avengers. Mm-mm. Nah, he wouldn't want. Nobody wanted that. Look how easy they got get rid of Quicksilver. They could have done a lot of shit with Quicksilver. Well, but, but I'm saying we. And look, it, it's a happy coincidence that they killed off Quicksilver. Yet they use him in X Men, but they did. They, there's no Scarlet Witch in X Men, but we got her in Avengers. That's very convenient, don't you think? No. It's like, why Why would you have Scarlet Witch in X-Men? Why not? Because she's a user. Like, why do, the, why do X-Men have half the fucking people they do have? And why don't they underutilize... They, they, you know... They had Psylocke in a fucking uh, purple hair cameo. Yeah, but Psylocke's an X-Men, and Scarlet Witch is not. Like, she, she's a mutant, or was a mutant, however you want to say it. Where you're over here defending Fox too? I'm not that, or Marvel shit. Hey, I'm just telling you what's true. It's like you can't say why wasn't Scarlet Witch an X Men. It's like well, Scarlet Witch. What roster of X Men was Scarlet Witch on? No, but she could be a villain. Brotherhood. So, so you're saying you want Scarlet Witch? I'm as- saying there, there's a there. It's very convenient that the one they killed off in Avengers Two is the one they're using in X Men. And the one they ignore totally in the X Men is the one they're using in Avengers. But uh, it, but uh, it's not that convenient because, like, it 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 actually kind of makes sense in the sense that Quicksilver is the only character that does have like a kind of crossover kind of thing going on. It's like Scarlet Witch is primarily an Avenger, and. Right. If you would have written House of M, it would have been done in one issue. But you like you saying like House of M, like you're making House of M sound like it's an X Men story. It's both, right? But the but reason that's what I'm saying, both, like she's important to both. The reason why it's both, but but she's important to both. But she's an Avenger. She's not an X Men. Like there's no there's no. X-Men. She's a mutant, Larry. I, she she is a mutant. At least she she'll be a mutant to me, even though, who knows hey, how you, look, you know. Hey, all right, Larry. Look, but what I'm saying you're, is, you're you're a new level of Marvel apologist. I'll give you that. This, this not a look. I just know the history. Don't be mad at me because you don't. No, I mean I know the history. No, you don't. Yeah, you, I do. You trying to talk to me like Scarlet Witch has been like what what version? Look, how many Brotherhood of Evil Mutants teams has Scarlet Witch been on? Two. Okay, look, which two? Or like, how how long ago? Let's put it like that. 
1979. I mean, dude, I don't even think it's... It might not even be that that recent. All I'm saying, Larry, is both studios had free reign to use them both. Yeah, but they don't... They're not trying to muddy their brands. And so... They went ahead and did. So what? it is convenient then. Well, I mean, look, obviously, Whedon, Whedon's going to kill somebody off anyway. So he chose Quicksilver, which that's the character that, you know, again, I'm sure the studio was probably rooting for that, too. But it's like, hey, it's not a thing. It's not like you could say Quicksilver is an Avenger. But he's also an X Man. It does. It make. It could make sense for him to be in either one. Scarlet Witch is not that. She's an Avenger. And you know, okay. I guess you're right. Maybe they. So, can use so her. yeah, a good marketing thing wouldn't be like, oh, we have the real Quicksilver. That would have been cool between bickering studios. You know, here's the thing. I don't know that that helps either one because it's like, I don't know, like. If I'm looking at Quicksilver from the MCU and I'm looking at Quicksilver from from Fox, I don't know if I look at either one of them and be like, oh, yeah, that is the real Quicksilver. I definitely think the MCU one is closer. But, you know, I'm sitting here like, man, you know, if I'm talking about real Quicksilver, I want an X-Factor Quicksilver. And, okay. you know, Lord knows we're not getting that, so. So this episode is going to be called Marvel Ask Larry 2. Marvel what? Marvel Ask That was the name of, like, three episodes ago. Mar- Marvel Ask Larry? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was, was I even on that episode? You were, and you defended Marvel on some stupid shit. I hey. got it on the comments. Let's. Look, all of I'm, the point I'm making is mad valid. All right, they don't have to look. It's not like you you can't mess around and be like Scarlet Witch should be an X Man. It's like it sounds crazy. Not an X Man, but X Men movies. But uh, she's barely in X Men comics. All right, I'm just saying if you can use that character, why not use it? Like to like. Try to make a story that that trumps the the, the competitors. I mean, we all know those X Men movies. Like Apocalypse made like a third of that year's Marvel movie. Oh well, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Why not try to to push it to them? And you, and look, look again, Larry. I know what you're gonna say. I don't see how it's gonna benefit them both. I don't see it. Look, all right. That's what it is. It is what it is, Larry. <laughs> Hopefully it's not going to be that way in the future. Well, it is what it is. What what I will say to you is this is that strategy would probably probably play better with the DCEU than it would with Fox Fox Marvel because you're muddy like there's you know how many people don't realize that the MCU and movies with Marvel characters in them aren't the same thing. Like, people that are looking for Deadpool to show up in the next Ant-Man movie. You know what I mean? It's like, 
even like there there's you know how many people that is because you talk to them in your shop probably every other day so it's like it doesn't make as much sense to have that kind of rivalry because that's where the brands get muddied a little bit so now you're saying it is convenient that the one that died in the mcu is the one that survived in the x-men universe i mean look i, I don't think i don't think it matters just that. say it's convenient larry I don't look. I don't like think if it doesn't matter. Just say it's convenient. Well, no, no. But why am I saying it's convenient if I don't think it's convenient? Like it is convenient. I'm saying. I'm because saying you just said they don't want to have a rivalry. No, well, I'm saying that though that particular marketing. Look, there's people on the other line. Like, really, what do you think about this issue? Because I like, I made my point from what I from Larry stumbling on his own shit. What was I stumbling on? Just like it's convenient, just say it's convenient. But I don't think it is. So, you so know. you think it's smart that they don't have that rivalry? No, I think it's a bad marketing scheme. I think it would make more sense for DC. No, but you think it's good that they don't have that rivalry? I think it'd be make more sense for DC to try to stoke that. But rivalry. they don't have the same character, so it doesn't matter. Well, but that's the whole point. It doesn't make sense for them to try to. You're making it a DC issue. Well, I'm trying to make it a Marvel Fox issue. Yeah, but that that's that's why I'm saying it. it what, so it's good they don't have that rivalry. It's yeah, it's better. It's bad marketing, I think, to have. It's good they don't have that rivalry. What you're trying to say they should do is a bad idea. That's what I'm saying. It's good they don't have that rivalry. <laughs> The, is it good or is it not good that they don't have that rivalry? I, I don't look. I don't think the rivalry. Is it good or is it not good that they don't have that rivalry? Like, I don't think like the. the like, I'm asking you a question at this point. It's a yes or no answer. It, it's not a yes or no answer. I it is different because now I'm not even I'm ignoring everything I've said in the past. I'm just asking you a question. Is it good or is it not good that they don't have that rivalry? Like, like, like I said. I don't think it matters. I think that the, the the way that they're trying to market, they shouldn't do that, definitely. Or that you were talking about, they should market. Is it good or is it not that. good? They, they should be that. like, which, which Quicksilver is the best Quicksilver? I don't know. I never watched that, X-Men Quicksilver. That, that's not, that's not a, a good strategy, I think. Because then people are kind of going to be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. So is it good or is it not good that they don't have that rivalry? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you want from me different other than what I've already answered. It's like politic ass, Larry. The the rivalry is it doesn't even matter either way. It's like I'm sure Fox is somewhere that like it's not even really a rivalry, right? Because Marvel is clearly clearly winning so well you know ideally they would want to make more money right who fox oh well i'm sure fox would love to make more money and like every every studio is messing around looking at marvel movies like how come we can't have movies that make two billion dollars killed the wrong mutant <laughs> So, oh boy, that's the new th- head of DC now. Is like thinking- literally Fox could have been like no more mutants whispering. 
in a fucking movie. But then and made a fucking ton of money. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and then they do a 198 movie or a series of like they could do Messiah Complex. You're look. You're saying that like you would like it, and you wouldn't like it, Mo. I don't need to like it if it makes money. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like they have all these, they have all these opportunities with having the Scarlet Witch on their side. So is good or isn't it good that they don't have that rivalry? And look, uh, your question—it doesn't even make sense, Mo. You just keep—you keep coming back to it. Like it doesn't make sense. I just want an answer, Larry. Like your answer is not a yes or no answer. It's a yes or no question. Like I feel like you're trying to date me because you're trying to do open-ended answers where it's like I gotta be engaged still. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, man. I'm trying to date you. So yeah, man. What? Any other news stories before we go? Let's see. Matthew Vaughn is set setting up. Marv Studios. Didn't he make... just get arrested? Who, Matthew Wong? Yeah. For what? For uh, DUI. No, that was Vince Vaughn. That was his brother. Oh. Okay. They're not actually related, are they? Yeah, they're white. Oh, I'm sure they are. They look the same. No. Um. But yeah. He says, uh, under the banner, the director, producer is planning to reboot the action comedy Kick-Ass. Hinted at uh, Patience Lee, the African-American single mother who assumes the vigilante mantle in Mark Millar, John Romita Jr.'s comics. What? Also, something. Like, they're, re- they're uh, rebooting Kick-Ass with somebody else. Oh. Uh, African-American single mother. Does that happen in the comics? Because they make it seem like that. Uh, probably, but I don't read Mark Millar. Like, I was supposed to review Magic Order today, and then I bought it, and then I saw that it was Mark Millar that wrote it, so I didn't read it. What are you... Uh, what oh, are so you, it's something you couldn't find it? You just said, fuck this guy? <laughs> yeah, I bought it. I paid three ninety nine on the Image app, and, you know, I had to do some work at work, and then I'm like, when I got a little break, I'm like, you know, I'm going to read this shit real quick so I can review it. And it's in Mark Millar and, and Oliver Koipel. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not reading this shit. Why Why would you not? You knew that's who wrote the book. I didn't know who that's who wrote the book. I just knew that they, this this particular week in June had a lot of image number ones. And I wanted to read all of them. Magic Order stuck at me because it seemed, it seemed kind of dark and magic and shit and, and order. And it's a number one. And then I saw Mark Millar on the credit page, and I'm like, no, man, I'm not reading this shit. You don't remember me talking about it? No. Oh, dude. You don't remember me talking about... Look, if it's anything like the last half hour of the show, you probably didn't give a definitive description or answer about it. Oh, get out of here with that bull. (laughs) Look, don't you remember me talking about magical families and it's like the mob? I didn't realize that was Mark Millar. That's the yeah, that's the magic order. That's the book, and I told yeah, you. Yeah. Well, look, yeah, you owe me. Th- well, no, you don't owe me for that. I don't owe you, Jack. No, you don't owe me. <laughs> look, look, 
You just need to go ahead and suck it up and read that book because the. No, nah, I'm not because you know you're gonna why. Love, you're gonna love you know it. why I'm not gonna do it? You're because, gonna love it. No, you know why we're not gonna do it? Because we're gonna get a Netflix series. The full season is gonna finish before issue six comes out. <laughs> That's why I'm not gonna fucking do it. Cause fuck Mark Millar. Listen, you gonna love the, the nah, Netflix fuck series. It. You know I'm gonna love the Netflix series and I'm gonna love it even more because you know what? I didn't read the fucking comic. <laughs> you gotta love I love shit that I don't read the fucking comic. <laughs> Reading the comic actually aggravates me when I watch the series. Yeah, you should just read it first. Mm-mm. That's for the the dumb motherfuckers. And then when they don't get aggravated, that pisses me off even more. So yeah, no, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I'm avoiding all. I'm trying. Look, Larry. I attend a, a Tibetan Buddhist temple. Zen shit. I'm trying to get my shit in order, you know? I don't need that aggravation. Fair. I want to die in peace. <laughs> Big man What the fuck's so funny? <laughs> no, you said, you said, I don't need that fucking aggra- aggravation. I want to die in peace. Yeah, like, that. that's the whole point of Zen Buddhism. You know, I want to be happy when I die. Yeah. I'm not trying to aggravate my shit. Big man in chat says Cyborg in the Justice League comics is a really muted background character. Elsewhere, he had a more vibrant human persona. Hex says he blamed that on the New 52 and that he liked the Fox Quicksilver better. Uh, Big man says Fox Quicksilver gets more screen time. He also says, uh, and he says as bad as those movies he's in are. Heck, likes the, the X-Men movies, apparently. And Big Man says they're all terrible, which that's close. Billy O'Kay says Days of Future Past. Sounds like a Square Enix game. That's true. I think that was the plot for Parasite Eve. <laughs> Although they weren't called Square Enix back then. They are just called Squaresoft. Squaresoft. I, lo- I love the Squaresoft days. Oh, those days were good, man. Yeah. They made bad games that were good. They did. Yeah. But, you know, they're getting back towards it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. a little too late. I don't have the time to play them. Yeah, that's true. What do I give a fuck what they do? They could take all the stock and shove them up their ass. Sorry, Larry. I'm a little aggravated today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, there was another news. I feel like the show's better when I'm aggravated, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> that, that could be so, Mo. But, you know, it depends. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, fuck it. We're done for the day. There's a new series. Sorry. <laughs> There's a new series for uh, My Hero Academia, the manga. My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Oh, that's cool. Number one. It's not written or drawn by the creator, but Viz Media's got you covered. Let's see when the due date is. I'm looking at our press stuff. We got a ton of press shit every day that we can't... We got so much press shit that we can't even cover it. Wow. A dude with a, a live video with four people gets into E3. (laughs) 
It's set to come out in. It's going to be available July 3rd at your favorite retailers everywhere. Uh, at July 3rd, though, it is going to be Anime Expo here in LA, so you can get it there too. Okay. But it's going to be available also on Kindle, Nook, iBooks, Comixology, and Kobo. I still haven't finished that series. I I, I want to. I do want to finish it. Yeah, I do too. I, I Joe tricked me into getting Verve. Uh huh. I remember <laughs> la- the last episode he was on. He told me he's like, "Oh, you're doing it wrong." Because you know, I pay for for Crunchyroll, which is like eight bucks. Verve is like I think nine, but you get a bunch of other shit, which is cool. Now I can't pay for Verve. Really? Like, there's no alert saying, hey, you want to upgrade? Hey, you want to, you know, if you want commercial free, click here. You know, like, I don't get none of that. So I don't know where to pay for Verve. That's wild. That's my biggest problem because it's $9.99. It gives me Crunchyroll. I can use that login for the manga, which helps too in case Joe ever wants to do his UQ holder review. <laughs> and um, it gives me Shudder, which. You know, I have Shutter already, but having Shutter there would help me at work, so I could watch horror movies nonstop there. And then give me something else, some other shit. They got some nerdish shit that I don't give a shit about, but I'm saying shit too much today, aren't I? <laughs> but um, yeah. So now I don't know where to pay for Verb. That's my biggest problem today. That's definitely a first world problem. Like I don't know how to pay for my streaming service. Yeah, I'm and I want like I want to pay for it. Right, <laughs> right. I have the money. Yeah, just take it. Like I paid a year in advance if if they let me, because it has stuff that I want. Just just with Crunchyroll and Bravest Warriors and Shutter, I'm in. Like, take my fucking money. Right. There's no there's no uh, premium button. I guess that's my final thought. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Eric Gates, why don't you give us a final thought? Uh, Dead Pixel Live Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 7 p.m. at allgames.com. Retired after a year, a year off, and now the show is back, so uh, show up live and uh, listen to it. It's hosted by Miss H now, too, from what I heard. Yeah, she's there. Really? Also, I don't feel I don't. I'm finding I don't feel too bad about missing E3 this year. You don't want to play the remake of Resident Evil 2? I'll live. <laughs> it's so funny because that like the the footage was like, wow, I'm locked in the cellar, and this shit's happening. Like, why not? Why am I not doing it? It turns out I'm a fucking rat that gets killed. Like, oh great, they're treating their fucking customers like fucking rats. <laughs> uh us? Final thought? Uh pick up the gift. It's 
good. Well, God, I should just say Batman 45, 46, and 47 because kind of bookshop people do not know what the fuck you're gonna you mean when you, if you say Batman the Gift. If you actually put it in Amazon, you'll get the Kindle version for like fifty cents. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I already got the physical copy, so that's that's strictly for the people that haven't bought it. Right. Which is who you're talking to, right? Right. Which is what, what made it so perfect. Mo, you want to hit him with a double final thought? Yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain, man. Yeah. That was a tough one. I, I was a huge fan. Yeah. He actually introduced me to the band Merging Moon. And I'm willing to start a conspiracy theory that he was actually killed. Because in season two, episode six of Parts Unknown, he went to Russia. And he talked to a metal band that was supposed to be featured on MTV. But the Russian government told their MTV PR, you know what? Don't let this band talk on your show. And then our press, supposedly, our freedom of the press was infringed way beyond, way before Trump uh decided to run for office so we our american press freedom center television was a fringe upon by the russians way before they quote unquote hacked the election and anthony bourdain showed that and he was also very vocal against trump and weinstein and everybody so yeah there is there might be a conspiracy theory there also the dude is probably tired Life was tough. And, uh, yeah, man. He wrote, you know, bringing it back to comics, he wrote a comic book called Get Jiro for Vertigo, which was awesome. He wrote Get Jiro 2, which I didn't get to read. And, uh, two days before he died, I actually pre ordered his next book, Hungry Ghosts, uh, with covers by Francisco Francavilla on Amazon. So I was really sad to hear it was passing. Which is probably why I'm so aggravated today, too. Yeah. Anyway, Larry, do the rest. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week. Until then, we're out. <laughs>